character thing in? No. All right, we are live. Hello, guys. So welcome back. It's David's Vegas, and uh, we are live. Can they hear me? All right, fantastic. So I have a uh, special guest star today. We have Scott Morrow, a UNLV professor, and uh, you uh, teach uh, what exactly? What's the course now? I teach a couple different courses. Oh. I teach uh, electronic gaming device. Yes. I have an internship course. Yes. And my uh, bread and butter course is introduction to casino management. To casino management. And by the way, so Scott, you should know, has a very illustrious career. And uh, we're going to go over, we're going to kind of go over that. We're, we, first, we have to kind of introduce, I've been told I have to make these like standard announcements. So first of all, hello and welcome. And there's always that. I think I said that already. By the way, if you have any questions, feel feel free to fire away. Uh, so we have a few people here that are going to take, uh, you know, keep keep your questions. If they're real good, they'll save it for us. We're going to have a little bit of an AMA at the end or, or a Q&A at the end. Uh, if you like the uh, podcast, please uh, like and subscribe. And uh, feel free if, uh, as well. You can join us as a sponsor or a student. We have a little join button now, buddy. You can be a, a student right on the CEG Educate and this, by the way, this is going out on our education uh, YouTube channel because that's what we both do, uh, okay. education. And then next week we're gonna have a special podcast with Lauren, who's exiting the building with her son, by the way, who you guys have met, and a bunch of our other teachers. So there's that. Uh, but okay, so back to Scott. So I think the first thing is you've had an amazing career. I had a lot of good jobs. Amazing, good job, like the, literally the best jobs. So. He's got some pictures. Are these pictures going up? Can they see these at all? Like Atlantic City? We're going to start with the Atlantic City one, no? Lauren's back there. Lauren, you want to say hello? Come over here, honey. Come on. Come on. Say hello. Say hello? Yes. Hi, everybody. There we go. There's Lauren. <laughs> Thank you, David. So Lauren, as you know, is our is our GM. So she, she manages the school for, for uh, myself and Alex. So she's kind of the head honcho here at the school. And a rock star dealer. And rock star. Cosmo. She's also Thank had you. some of the best jobs. I mean, she's she went Laura's from, very highly decorated. Dude, it's unbelievable. Very lucky. highly decorated. I was not so lucky. I was bent over dealing bear game for a while. <laughs> I'm giving my seat to Scott for this yeah, week, so yes. you guys. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Lauren will be it's back comfy next week. Too. <laughs> it is. It's, an, it's been broken in. I can go to distance. I can definitely I go to distance. Last week. That was horrible. Yeah, good. No, the other chair Bye, is no good. Bye, everybody. Have fun. All right. <laughs> See you next uh, week. Yes. All right. So long and illustrious career. Okay. So let's go over. So today we're going to go over a few different topics. We're going to go over like the explosion of gaming because you're you're the guy. Like you know a lot of what's going on across the country. And even internationally, you've worked in a lot, some international markets. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to provide some sort of insight. So you've been a casino executive a few times. Uh, and so we're going to go into some of the ins and outs. We're going to talk about sort of, you know, player comps, give some people some feedback. All right. So here we go. You start out at Atlantic City. So 18 years old. You're 18. Yeah, because you could, you could legally gamble in Atlantic City at 18 yeah. and work on the floor. That's when I, first time I ever hit a, hit a casino floor was Bally's. I was so nervous. I was shaking. That was I couldn't even job. get the money. That was your first job? Valleys. Wow. You were probably on my game. I, I, uh, I was in Philadelphia. Someone offered me a roll, free roll of quarters, uh, or a couple of roll of quarters, and like a coupon, or a, you know, a buffet and or something. And a free bus ride. And a free bus ride. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I was on my way to like some convention. I was this young wannabe entrepreneur. Of course, right after that, uh, I ended up uh, in the military. But uh, okay, so Atlantic City Valleys. Where, where else in Atlantic City? I worked at the Sands. Oh. And I also worked at the Claridge. I did 
Oh. Mostly at the Claridge, did like seven years. One year at Bally's, one year at Sands. Yes. And then um, I, I went over to the Claridge, and that was a really mm. cool thing because, uh-huh. uh, like we talked about last time, it was yeah. the first time that Atlantic City took a big step and went to triple odds on the crap table. Wow. So all the real crap players went there, and they had mm-hmm. a really great group of crap dealers there, and I really, really liked working there. Yeah, so you started as a dice dealer. That was your primary thing. Yeah, first seven years, that's all I wow. did was deal dice. And Atlantic City didn't have a bird game. Those such we thing, had 25 a $2 table. $2 table, big. And, and it was mm-hmm. that it's, it was as birdie as it gets. I mean, it was busy. I know that. Yeah. So I've big, heard a couple. Big, big six and eight in the corner paying odds. Oh, really? Yeah. You paid odds on the paid, six and big, eight? Paid odds, gang. Like place on bets? The, on the big six and eight. Wow. Yeah. So I heard, like, back in the day, Atlantic City printing money. Like, yeah. printing money. Yes. Like, like they would run out of the tins. They, they would run out of space in the tins. They had to just, you know, just keep this whole thing. Tins, I, tins, I was on a couple. I was on a couple tables yep. where the, the paddle couldn't yep. go all the way down. So much cash. Emergency drops. I, yeah. I mean, the stories I've heard. So we, when I broke in as a dealer, I would, I would watch these guys from Atlantic City. And they were considered, like, the most technically efficient dealers and primarily because so their training is a little different so the schools out there are much more there's a lot more oversight like they tie your hands together when you're going around the line they teach it they teach a few different ways here it's more loosey-goosey vegas has always been a little unstructured for in terms of like being certified as a dealer don't you go through a, a whole nother process you actually being had to have a, yeah you had to have a, a on your gaming license yeah. that you had to wear yeah and it would would list the games that you're certified to deal so you yeah. had to physically yeah. attend each one of those here in, in las vegas if you can pass an audition you're you got a job you're done which is great yep you know but um in yeah. atlantic city you had to f- actually go and mm-hmm. sign up and attend it's just another way for to make dough. Oh, yeah. You know. C's got to make their money, man. Yeah. I mean, what they did with that money, no one knows. And then they charge they charge to upgrade your license. After yeah. After you pay for the class, now you got to add it to your license and upgrade yeah. your license. But I never understood Atlantic City. The casino's nice, boardwalk nice, and uh, just beyond the boardwalk, oof. It's a shame because they had an opportunity to be a world-class product. They could have been an international product. They could have been to Vegas. They, they could have been to Vegas. It's just mm-hmm. what, what was really sad and when you look back in history, mm-hmm. that a majority of the leadership all got indicted. Yeah, they 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 really wanted to make a big mm-hmm. a big play on eliminating organized crime, and that really didn't go very well in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the organized crime component was down there constantly, and you know it's it, it's a shame because they never put anything back. The infrastructure it it took a while. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they never put anything back mm-hmm. because it's. It's much better now than it was in nineteen, oh, yeah. you know, yep. in 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 nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. you know, but um, they're trying now for sure. Yeah, they well, they're doing they're, the they're doing much better now after they thin the herd. Mm-hmm. Like I, my my brother works there. He's mm-hmm. he's he's been there thirty plus years with Caesar's organization out of mm-hmm. Harris, mm-hmm. and um, they're doing much better after they had to consolidate. And by consolidating, yeah, places went out, went of, out business. of business. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough on the workforce too when you have to consolidate because mm-hmm. now it's, you know, it's tough to get jobs. There's 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 a lot of folks, but you know, there's a lot of people back there that have been through it, or it's they're just not, not getting back into the business. I think it's an opportunity for the CEG guys, especially with what's, with the vaccine coming out and. You know, gang, these these jobs are going to be be happening yep. pretty soon. So, yep. 
you know, that's that's good chatter. But, you know, my brother even told me, he goes, you mm-hmm. know, we're, 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 we're trying to actively recruit and get ready mm-hmm. for what's coming down the pike. Yeah, good. All right, so here we got a little, we have a little, we have some pictures. Of course, we can't see them because one of these days I got to put up like a monitor here so we can see. But all right, Atlantic City, so Golden Nugget, you come to Vegas, you start at the Golden Nugget. Yeah, it was my first job in Las Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. And, th- and that's when you transitioned a little bit from Dice to like Baccarat. You started going, dealing yeah, more. Yeah, actually my last year and a half mm-hmm. in Atlantic City, um, you know, I, I was looking to, I knew I was trying to get the job at the Mirage. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't getting the job at the Mirage yeah. being a one, you know, one game wonder. Right. You know, I was really comfortable on a crap table, but that's. As right. you know now, that's yeah. not gonna that's not gonna work. Not enough, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, I could deal blackjack. I went to blackjack school and I could deal blackjack, but mm-hmm. I didn't deal blackjack a hundred times. Yeah, you know. And then it's like I had an opportunity to get into the baccarat, mm-hmm. and there was a really great group of guys that and, and a couple young ladies that were in the in the in the baccarat room at the Claridge, and I fit right in there, and they really helped me along, mm-hmm. and and I really got into it and polished mm-hmm. my game there. But baccarat was the key for me to get to transition. my career going yeah, yeah. so we, we talk about that a lot there's a lot of uh jumping off steps so you you know absolutely craps big game here in vegas yeah you can deal there's there's still actually a few casinos that let you deal if you're good enough dice dealer but you get stuck it's hard to move on if you don't if you just know dice if you're going to go to a mirage if or an you're MGM, comfortable being a crap dealer yep for your career yep that's that's, that's it's there for you there you go but if you're looking to be casino manager someday yep you have to deal the other games or if you, you want to go you to have a to Cosmo understand the other games or a big aria sure. you got to deal multiple games because they, yeah. they won't leave you on one game they need you to get around the tables they they use a scheduler and so ah fantastic little visual aid okay uh okay so um me personally that was my mistake i get into the business i start out uh dealing a little bit of blackjack at golden gate downtown mm-hmm. this is 1991 and then I move over to Dice. I fall in love with Dice. I never want to do anything else. I, I don't want to deal. In fact, I get to the Rio, the best job. At, at some point, they needed me in blackjack. I was so bad. I had a car down inside, and then I had checks down inside, all in the same, you know, 40 I was terrible. The ship boss there was asking me, like, how the hell did you end up at the Rio as a dealer? Well, <laughs> thankfully, I was a good enough Dice dealer. I was saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. They came running over. So sure. they need a good Dice dealer. And, and there, they had a lot of Dice action, so you could be a full. And that was a good job. I didn't need to go anywhere else. Rio was like at right. the time the Marnells. That was really was, good. Job. That was a great job. Okay, but all right. So so back to your illustrious career. So I'm by the way, just just so you know, I love I love uh, Scott to death, but I'm very jealous of his career because he he's worked in literally so the Mirage. Yeah, I am in a military convoy sometime around 1989, and we're driving out to 29 Palms. I don't I don't know how I ended up on the highway. Okay, but I'm in a Hummer and I look out. And I see this this building going up in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip, like the most illustrious building I'd ever seen. Um, and I lived in New York City. Like, I grew up in New York City. I've seen a lot of high-ride, but this was a special thing. Yeah. And the Strip at the time was, was there was the Rancho, which was, you could see that. It, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty big. The DI was off there, you could see. But in the middle of the Strip, there was, there was really nothing. All you could see was this one building being built, and then they were just putting on the windows. So it was all this like sheen, like this brownish. I just remember seeing this like golden-looking thing in the distance. And then I, I asked someone about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's the new Mirage. It's like they're going to need a million dollars a day to stay in business." And everyone was going over like these ridiculous numbers. And this guy named I had never even I didn't know anything about really I didn't know anything about um, 
uh, Vegas at the time. I didn't know how big Steve Wynn was. I didn't know mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Um, and I I always dreamed of one day working there. At, at some, you know what I mean? And here you go, Golden Nugget. I dreamed about it too, brother. Yeah, That's how I, I got to Las Vegas. Yeah. That's how I got to the Golden Nugget. The Golden Nugget. So I came in second place. Here, I, I didn't get the Mirage job. No. I came out for that. But and, you, you put in, you know, you know, you did what you needed to do. Oh, yeah. To like, so here it is. So here, wait, wait, go to the one before it. So, so this is what the Mirage looked like. Um, okay, this is the interior of the Mirage. This is the Mirage the opening, the atrium yeah, yeah. In, in like 1980. So the Mirage opens December something, end of December in 1989. And it started out where they had this, in, all fake plants, by the way. But if you, if you went there, you thought you were in like this living jungle. Uh, it was just tremendous. It, it almost was like gaudy Vegas meets tropical jungle meets safari you know what I mean? They called it Polynesian theme. Polynesian, there you go. And over over mm-hmm. all the pits, they had these like huts. Yeah. With the teak wood. Yeah. And then the, the bamboo weave yeah. inside there. It was really cool. Dude, it was like it really you like transported. I got to play there, you know, years later after I broke in and I finally made some money. This kind of thing. Okay, so Mirage, you go, and then um, then you get hired by uh, Station. Station. Yeah. What happened, I was at the Mirage, uh-huh. and just so, like, you know, everybody understands, is mm-hmm. you, I loved working there. I mean, I loved working there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to someday be the boss. I mean, I was yeah. going to UNLV now, and, and I really wanted to, mm-hmm. to really get up as high as I could go. Mm-hmm. And the Mirage was very, very tough for, op- up, you know, for the upward mobility because they had great people in leadership and nobody mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. They were making great money. And they didn't get fired, mm-hmm. and they did a good job. And if you really wanted to move up in the business, you had to take that big leap of faith. I mean, the Mirage was like the golden handcuffs for me because I was making great money there. Mm-hmm. I had a very safe. I could still be there today if I wanted yeah. to be, you know. Yeah. But I wasn't ever going to be casino manager there. So a really good friend of mine, Billy Petusky, wind up being casino manager at Texas Station. Mm-hmm. And with Station Casinos, and him and I had a conversation, and I said, you know, I'd love to, if I could get a shift manager's job, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And the conversation was, you'll leave the Mirage to go to Texas Station. Wow. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I... Texas Station. Yeah, yeah. But but, but back then, was that when it was first built? Uh, Texas was open about 10 years then. Okay. But it was, you know, it, it, let's just be, be clear. It was a little step down in class. Yeah, from it was the totally step down. Okay, but so it wasn't Red Rock. If you look at the, to- <laughs> it wasn't Red Rock. If you look at the toke rates, by the way, Texas Station for a while did really well for a number of years. That was back in the day. That yeah. Was, yeah, when they I was first like opened amazed. up. Yeah, when they first opened up, yeah. they, they had a really tremendous business. Yeah. Um, you know, they had that Austin Steakhouse, and yeah, they had the bowling there. They had big time. I bowling worked in Texas later on. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it was. It, I mean, the 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 team members that were there, they mm-hmm. really responded to me, and then we mm-hmm. we we did a really we had a really good thing, mm-hmm. and then I got my big break because the guy who brought me Billy wind up getting the casino manager's job, and that was our conversation. He goes, "Look, I'm in Texas right now, but yeah. the word on the street is I'm going to get the big job at that he was going to get the big job at Red Rock, and if everything worked out with me, and mm-hmm. you know, I could get a chance to go to Red Rock, and then." Being shift manager at Red Rock yeah. and being part of that opening yeah, was an incredible deal 
was a great game changer. So for those of you outside of Vegas, Red Rock is like the gem of Station Casino. So it's on the west side of town in Summerlin. A lot of money, a lot of big play. One of the best toke jobs in town for dealers, by the way. Still. Still to this day. Uh, an another place where you really need to know, be a multi-game dealer. Uh, in fact, uh, we originally knew a ship boss who was doing recruiting. They wanted five games. They wanted you to have five games. Three mains, two specialty games. That's it. I mean, they and, and they could ask for that. They're the best. They could I mean, when yeah, you know when you're the big dog. You can when you're the, my chance for you want to go to Cosmo. You gotta yeah. you gotta have SR yeah. to, to get an audition. You know what I mean? They they can ask those things. Okay, so um, how are we doing? Streams going well so far? Going well. All right, good. Yeah, great. Okay, so so then um, then you get the call. We we've had a few stories, by the way. We have some st other stuff about. Going to, going to Macau, yeah. So I, my little caveat on Macau is uh, many years ago, I was involved in opening casinos in Louisiana. And at some point, I was approached by a consulting company to, to go to Macau, and they showed me uh, a list of all the, you know, the things, sort of the, the you know, uh, this company was looking at uh, having you stay at an area uh, specially set up for uh, – expats expats to stay at and have a relationship you know what i mean and it made me a little nervous to be honest with you because like yeah. you know they were going to shuttle you and you had to live here and yada yada yeah. yada and i was like nah i don't think so. and the money wasn't like the best you know not to say that i was making the best money either but i had up some upward mobility and i was like okay that's it but that's, that's the only connection i had to ever you know what i mean it was just one conversation and they kind of showed me the rider sheet i guess they called it but you end up getting big job I had a really great job. Really great I was, job. Uh, I was on the opening team with mm. uh, MGM Mirage. Yeah. In uh, in in Macau. We have a picture here, MGM Macau. I think. Don't we have a picture? Yeah. Yeah. It was. That's a little delayed, by the way. Oh, is it? It was. It was. It was a really incredible experience. Yeah. So I, I was there like um, for about ten months before we opened. Mm-hmm. Eight, nine, nine or ten months before we opened, so you know you have. Mm -hmm. We were working on procedure manuals. We were working on you know recruitment, Everything. selection, yep. training, the pre-opening thing. Mm -hmm. Opening was incredible. We mm -hmm. opened on time. It was just we you know when the first night when you hit that button to roll the shift. I mean that's yeah. that's a big big. Everybody's holding their breath, and when the shift rolled, it was a big big deal. Yeah, there, there it is. is. There's the big lion out yeah. front. And yeah, they took that yeah. lion out from the one here. Well, the the problem here was the lion's mouth was open, and that yeah. was part of the entrance. And yeah, and um, our Chinese friends, our Asian friends, didn't appreciate walking, walking through into the, the lion's mouth. mouth. <laughs> so they had to change that right away. Yeah, but the big gold lion out front. It's that's a, that was that was a really great uh, mm -hmm. mascot, great team mascot. Dude. But working in working in Macau, that like you said, like the safety net. Yeah, you know, I didn't have Billy. Yeah. You know, I, I left yeah. my guy who was always taking me, yeah. you know, and, and he told me, he goes, you know, I want you to make great decisions. Don't be afraid to make a decision. If you make a bad one, well, you know, he'd bring me in the office and we'd, yeah. we'd talk it out, you know. You didn't have I mean? that there. But over there, man, it was, it was, it was the trapeze act without the safety net. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have very many other than the, the guy who hired me, you know, mm -hmm. and um, Gabe Hunterton, who was a really great, great operator mm -hmm. and, yeah, that was that was that was awesome to be there. So, by the way, the the Macau MGM massive property, four hundred tables. Four hundred tables. So, the some of the biggest properties in Vegas will have like a hundred and twenty, a license for a hundred and twenty ish tables on yeah. the floor, give or take. 
So this is literally like three times the the average or four times or five times. Four hundred tables and three hundred and eighty or three eighty five yeah. for Baccarat. I mean it's just it, it's stunning to, to see Venetian Macau, six hundred tables. Yeah. It used to be seven. I mean it, it's I saw unbelievable. It. I, I saw it. I mean when five hundred thousand square foot casino floor. With to, to mm -hmm. I tell you, gang, when you when you to see seven hundred tables, I when I read about it, I said I, I can't I got to see that. Yeah. And they had this really cool place when I went mm -hmm. there. Um, mm -hmm. They had this they had this like the you know the stairway is an escalator that kind of went like this you know. Oh like, really? Like the, yeah, like a wow. boat. It was really cool, and it took you to this like landing, mm -hmm. and you could look from all four points. And all you saw was tables. Just massive And the only tables. thing I could remember saying is, I'm so glad I'm not the scheduler. Yeah. <laughs> they got to use a could computer. Could you imagine schedule? Oh, my they God. They have a whole department. Oh, it's I'm called sure. workforce management. Oh, really? We had it, we had it at MGM. <laughs> yeah. No, MGM, we had it at Saipan, too. That's why we tell you. You go to MGM property, you got to have more than one game because the scheduler doesn't care who you are. They just go by what tape, what what games you know. They have to plug you in. Yeah. You know? oh. So you're just uh, – yeah, All right. I'm, okay. So Red Rock – so so okay so MGM yeah, Rock, you come back to Red Rock. I met I met um, I'm at the I had a great run in mm -hmm. Macau and then mm -hmm. the boss Gabe calls me in and says hey I got to send you back to the opening for Aria City yeah, Center Aria. yeah and it's like oh because I really love Macau and I really <laughs> wanted to stay there but Aria. Aria was a great gig. I, mean, I, I, I was on the opening team with that. I had a oh, very minor role with the opening of that. Still. I got here about a month before, so I got to do a little bit of training. But the, the best part about that was working 17 years at the Mirage, mm -hmm. Every, not everyone, okay, 90% of the people that a were working. A lot of the same people. We're all, yeah. we're all uh, MGM, Mirage, or Palagio yeah. people that moved over to Aria. Over to Aria, wow. By the way, Aria is literally the best job in town. It's a great job. One of the, I mean, as far as the dealer goes. So for those of you interested in dealer, it's one of the, it, it's, uh, I mean, Cosmo is very close. They have, they have incredible, house. incredible team members working there. They, yeah. the, the dealers and the craps, mm -hmm. a, a majority of them are mm -hmm. really, really special. Yeah. The, the Baccarat dealers, they got a great group in there. And we have one of our craps instructors is from Aria right now. He's on the, he's, uh, he's still waiting to be called back. Uh, but you know what's amazing is they, you know, uh, you would think at that level they let them sling checks a little more, but they don't. It's a very, they expect the same level of skill, the same level of proficiency. They don't let you, because you remember, I don't know if it's you're It's called familiar, professional. It's called being a professional. <laughs> but back here in Vegas, back in the day, you go to the horseshoe. These guys were just slinging checks. Well, the horseshoe was a special place. <laughs> See? <laughs> it was a little bit different. Yeah, one of these you days know? I got to talk, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's like, I, I went there. I mean, yep. it's like, you know, that... When I first got off the plane, my first time ever going to Las Vegas, my yep. buddy says, where do you want to go? I'm like, take me to the shoe. Yep. You know, okay. we went down there, and, and you got to buy in on the bird game. No, you got to. You got to go to the center bar. Yeah. You know, you got to do all those things that, that, that you have to do. That was the thing back in the day. Those horseshoe dealers, got to go get that. Phenomenal. What was it, $1.99 for the steak, right? The steak I mean, dinner. if you go to the cafe, and you had to play for like five minutes, they would yeah. throw you, they oh, would throw you a comp. They would, they would throw cigarette packs of cigarettes if you smoked. Instead of just the singles, if you played even five dollars, I took ten people out to dinner. It cost me twenty five bucks yeah. with the tip. No, I know twenty five bucks <laughs> a tip. So they used to have this walk. You'd walk downstairs, and they added, there was this cafe. They closed it eventually, yeah. and they put up this weird thing. Anyways, but back in the day, the well, horses had just, their own cattle ranch, right? Yeah, they had a lot of things. They have their own a lot of things. They have yeah. their own silver mine and their own, <laughs> okay, their own security staff. Yeah, their own. They had everything. He did everything himself. He had his own. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. So. Um, just, 
Aria. That was really, Aria. I was at Aria for a year, mm-hmm. and then um, I, I, I took a sabbatical. I took a shot at running a business. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea to open up a try to run a business in a downward economy, and <laughs> you know, and Wait. it was it was tough. And so then, then I ran back to Station Casinos uh-huh. and got a shift manager's job with Again, Red Rock. Yeah. Yep. I was at Red Rock for about six months, and then I got a chance to be director. I got my first director's job at Texas Station. Mm-hmm. I got to Texas. It was a hot mess. It was The, the, the mm-hmm. casino was literally upside down financially. I, I tell a story at UNLV that the mm-hmm. Starbucks outside of my office mm-hmm. made more money than the casino. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, everybody thought I was kidding. And then I put the yeah. numbers up on the screen, you yeah. know, and I said, we got to, this, we can't. It's a genius it, Starbucks, by the way. It's right on the way to the buffet. So when you leave yeah. the buffet and you want a yeah, coffee, but it shouldn't be you doing just better right than there. your casino. No, that's true. It can't be that that's strong. True. <laughs> can't that's be stronger than your casino. It, it was nice that Texas Station had this little bridge and this little sort of thing. Oh, it was there. Cool. It was yes, great. it was very well laid. All right, so then you go, and so we're going to get past this because your career could go on. We could have its own pocket, but then Saipan. Saipan was And we was have awesome. a lot of great stories. Texas, Palace Station. Saipan. Palace Station. Now Saipan. UNLV. Saipan to UNLV. Yeah. Yeah. So UNLV, and there's. Just a, finished my third semester. And it's fantastic. It's going great. So we go there. And we, we try to help out with our – You don't we try give to help out. That's the highlight of the uh, semester. We love it. I, I mean, got, we, the, got the evaluations back from the students yep. and mm-hmm. the lab, the labs, the labs, the yep. labs. We love it. What happens is, gang, at, uh, we invite the CEG guys to come in, and yeah. the dealers are really pumped up, and they're getting the deal to live mm-hmm. uh, live, live players and mm-hmm. my students, which which is really cool because a lot of my students are under 21. Yeah. So with you and Alex bringing the experience to, to my students, Students, it just yep. puts it over the top. It really, really, really showed mm-hmm. great through the evaluation yeah. process. This is um, we've had a few of those students come here and sign up as students. Oh yeah, and you know, working on their way to become dealers. Got to get your hands dirty. That's what and, we say. Right? I mean, that's it. I mean, in this business, it, it's there's a path. You know, if if you start out as a dealer, you can become a director of table games. Yeah. I mean, there is a path. You know. All right. So here's the thing. We have a few topics today. One of them is. A lot of the new things, well, a lot of things in the news lately has been the explosion of gaming all over right. the United States, right? And uh, part of it is, uh, so legalized sports, uh, the Supreme Court decision that allowed for huge. sports, huge. The other Fan thing is- Duel. FanDuel, DraftKings yep. having their own sports books now. Oh, yeah. It's FanDuel, yeah. DraftKings trying to get their own casinos now. Oh, I believe it. So, oh, it's- they're, oh, they're printing first in, money. They're first in goal. Printing money. They're printing money. And, William uh, Hill. William uh, Hill. We got uh, Penn Gaming. Purchased. William Hill purchased by mm. Caesars. Oh. Caesars purchased yeah. uh, William Hill. Yeah. Uh, Penn Gaming is um, branching a, out. They're branching out all mm-hmm. over, but they did a deal mm-hmm. with um, Barstools, the the sports okay. uh, operation. Mm-hmm. So there's what what we're trying to say, gang, is the proliferation of sports gaming throughout the United States is is red yep. hot. And mm-hmm. what really what was really positive mm-hmm. in um, the last election mm-hmm. was Nebraska and Virginia, the two yeah. states to uh, get to get gaming. So they're looking to put three casinos in uh, in, in uh, Nebraska. And I just read today, David, how the Hard Rock is mm-hmm. is is pushing with both hands yep. to um, to get open in Virginia. Oh, I believe it. So. Now with even with so with COVID, so a lot of states are having trouble raising revenue. 
Sure. And one sort of direct path from consumer to state coffers is is gaming. You know what I mean? For better or for worse, as long as it's managed well and it's, it's yeah. mitigated well. So states are looking to like add these sports books, add slot machines because they tax the crap out of them. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a great way to, well, I would say, let's, instead of me putting an opinion, but it's one way for the states to raise revenue. And states that are have their revenues been dried up, so to speak, are looking at ways. I mean, there's a few states that are looking to put up tents to a slot machines. They're so eager to sort of generate revenue. They're trying to ex- expand base. Okay, so so here's the thing. Interestingly enough, there's only four states. I, I took down some notes. This time I got a little better prepared. Let's go for Utah, it. Utah, Hawaii, Alaska, Texas, Tennessee. There's, that's the only states left where there's no gambling whatsoever. Every other state has some type of gambling. 30 states have tribal gaming uh, tribal gaming now and tribal gaming breaks down to a, either class two or class three so if it's a class two gaming if it, you have a casino near you that's class two a tribal gaming you're gonna see where the the casino basically it's a 50 50 so there's no so they collect a vig for you to play or they collect a like a chart so when you play blackjack you might have to put up a dollar for every hand and you're playing essentially against other players and they have a different way of like rolling out the dice they actually pull cards they don't use a roulette wheel, for example. They pull a card for the roulette wheel. Class three gaming is full on commercial Vegas you, style. Vegas style, you versus the casino. And there's Not, a difference in the slot machines too. And there's a difference in that's right. Class two, the slot machines play pull a lot tabs. like bingo, pull tabs. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it, it's coming. So it's full on commercial gambling is still only available in two states along the board, and that's that's New Jersey and Nevada. But when you consider tribal gaming is essentially commercial gaming, but limited to the tribal reservations, there's only 30 of those. All right, so the, the, other, the other big thing that's happened recently is they're going to raise the reporting minimum. Uh, they're going to raise uh, from 1200 now. So if you hit a jackpot for 1200 or more, you got to wait, got to get a hand pay, got to fill out some paperwork. Yeah. Now it's going to go to 5000 Love it. You do love it? Yeah, why not? No, I, I think so too. It's been more than, I mean, 1,200. Uh, it just seems so old. I mean, it, it's been that way since like 1970 something. It seems silly. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if you're really laundering money, you've I mean, found it, other ways. Right. I mean, it's, it's, to me, that's not money laundering. It's just no. a matter of, you know, paying your fair share of the tax. And, yeah. and, and to, stop, to stop the experience for a $1,200 hit, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it seems silly. Yeah. Yeah, it seems silly. All right. I'm a big fan of raising that. Yeah, raising that. Sure. I mean, what what do you think about sort of deregulating the gaming part of it? I mean, are you you? I mean, do you like that the states are taking their time and and making sure like Louisiana when it first rolled out, the Coast Guard managed the boats because they were on you know river sure. boats, and then the Department of Revenue played a role, and it, it was just sort of a very well. Convoluted... In my opinion, you're always going to have the you know there's there's the worry. There's the trepidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the organized crime element going to be here? They want to mm-hmm. do everything. They want to do their d- due diligence. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the government folks. Mm-hmm. So I I think as long as you have uh, a legitimate gaming control board that really wants to do the right thing, and they let operators operate. I mean, the, the these the the operators like MGM like Win. The, like the Caesars, they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they're not going to put their license in jeopardy right. in a new jurisdiction right. to do something that's. That, mm-hmm. We're never going to rob the public. Right. That's the, the, the we we're, we're more than fair mm-hmm. with the games, and we're very transparent. If there's any kind of, 
illicit behavior, if there's any kind of even the perception of, of wrongdoing, mm -hmm. yeah. it's terrible for the whole business. It's terrible for everybody. No. So we as operators and educators, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I don't want to rush the process. Mm -hmm. I mean, but my, my big thing is let's, let's let operators operate in a legal fair mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. let's be transparent let's make sure everybody's paying their taxes mm -hmm. let's make sure we're, we're, we're not dealing to underage guests right. and let's make sure that we've got an eye on the ball mm -hmm. with responsible gaming so what do you think about online casinos the Ooh. ones that play so we online saw... casinos is a tough thing for me because me being mm -hmm. a big fan of the operator mm -hmm. i mean i'm an operator at heart right now right. i'm teaching at unlv right and what I don't want to see is anybody go out of work. Yeah. I, 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 I'm into putting people to work. So here's what they have. They have these online casinos where they have a person spinning a wheel. Yeah. And for example, Alex and a few friends of ours, a few friends, they played a roulette wheel that is supposedly not fixed or not magnetized. And boy, does it look like it's magnetized. I mean, they actually recorded it. See, there I go. See, right? there you go. Now, you've got somebody like Alex, mm -hmm. who's a casino educator. Right. And he's got doubts. Uh, serious doubts. It's okay. So if he's got serious doubts, mm -hmm. where's that, where that going to put the, where's that going to put the layperson? No, they're using a big six wheel. Look, the big six wheel looks like it's motorized. Yeah. And then it just sort of arbitrary. It looks motorized. Yeah, I mean, it's, but, but like, who's the, who's the operator? Who's right. being, who's being vetted? Who's. Yep. Who's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, that's why online gaming is only in two states. That's right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, look at your World Series of Poker. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. weren't in Nevada or if you weren't in New Jersey, yeah. you couldn't participate. So I think for emergency situations like COVID or shutdowns mm -hmm. to keep the, the companies vibrant, to keep them mm -hmm. profitable, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can but, see but that. Those and the that stockholders. And the stockholders. Right. But who's look at look at look at Sheldon Adelson, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anything to do with 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 online gaming. Online gaming. He's he fights online gaming with every fiber in his soul. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because he's got brick and mortar joints that he doesn't want he yeah. doesn't want people blowing their gaming budget. Right. Online, right, and I don't really want to see it happen because neither do we. Our 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 our, our future crap dealers of the world, they're mm -hmm. they're not going to have a spot to deal on. Right, you know what I mean? There's 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 I I know a young lady who's dealing bakra. They film her and she does the hand and you know mm -hmm. it's live cards. It's yeah. totally legit. Mm -hmm. They do that. That's that's a big deal that's going on yeah, uh, overseas. That. Yeah, you know? I've seen that. But I. I from a stockholder standpoint, mm -hmm. the online thing makes sense. From an operator standpoint, man, I, I tough, get it's a tough, tough hustle. Gig. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. Now we're going to give you guys a little bit of insider feedback on comps and hosts. Comps and hosts. So, so we're we might have a few questions. Uh, uh, by the way, I guess we can answer a couple of people. But anyways, okay. So here's the thing. Number one rule: got to get a player's card. You got to get a card. I mean, why not? Have, I mean, so people don't get a card because they don't want to be tracked. They don't want to be. If you want, then don't comps, ask for anything. Then don't ask for anything. Yeah, if you're going to go to a casino and literally not want for anything ever, don't get a card. But nowadays, casinos tie tie uh, uh, tie t so much stuff to those cards. Not just like you get on the list and now you get discounts or free trips. I just got offered a free free room at the Strat. I mean, right. Well, there's. 
it's about a loyalty program, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about what's the best way to get comps. Yeah. Okay. So in my opinion, gang, mm -hmm. is you wanna you wanna go you wanna be the big fish in the little pond. All right. So let's take station casinos mm -hmm. here in Las Vegas. Yeah. If you wanna go to Red Rock, unless you've got a big time bankroll, you're gonna be a little fish in the big pond. Mm -hmm. And the little fish in the big pond doesn't make much noise. Now there's smaller operations mm -hmm. that you could go to, like the Boulder situation, right? Let's go see where I was a big fish at Boulder, not a big fish, but a middle fish at Boulder. Yeah, but a $500 buy-in at Boulder gets recognized. Yeah. Where a $500 buy-in, true story, where $500 at Red Rock is commission on a Baccarat bet. Yeah. It's so commissioned. 500 bucks. I play at Boulder. I got free dinner. Same five hundred dollars I went to. This was some time ago, by the way, before their some of their their comps and points have been changed. At Red Rock, I was like, "Yeah, we'll call you." Yeah. Well, <laughs> being a, a season station team member, mm -hmm. when and being on the opening team at Red Rock, that was a big deal. You know, a lot of people came and like, "Oh, I play here. I play there." It's like, "Well, you don't play here." Yeah. And then they got a lot of pushback. Yeah. To where Mr. Fatita said, "Okay, we, you yeah. know, we, we, we're not that's in. What the, happened to me. We, we don't want to upset our our, yeah. our guests, okay? Mm. And that's why they do. You know, that's what I really like about stations is they really listen to the public, yep. and they're very fluid and they move on a dime. Yep. And they came up with the concept: ten casinos, one card. Yep. So whatever you did, if you yep. you, you could you could fire it up at Boulder, yep. and a point is a point. Yep. And whatever those points you had, you want bring them That's over it. to Red Rock. Because back in the day, up. you'd have your host at your casino that you played at. But when you went to another casino, you know, they would still respect you and honor the fact that you're a player because, yeah. you know, I was. But, yeah, you didn't get the same the same kind of thing. By the way, one of the th other things that Station has really done well is you get now you get you get uh, you get to earn comps for every dollar spent. And a lot of the other casinos have followed suit. Yeah. Even money in the gift shop. So if you do have a player's card, make sure you show it even everywhere. Yeah. You're going to dinner. You're going because a lot of places uh, will uh, will give you credit for that. Look at some of these these restaurants. They're yeah. big time no, restaurants. I mean, you're spending yeah. like two hundred dollars at a restaurant. I mean, that's just yeah. like two hundred dollars on a you know. Sure. Um, all right. So the other thing we tell everybody, as far as the comedy stuff goes, you've, if you've seen some of our roulette strategies, we have some. Pretty good roulette strategies for getting, because there's a big hole in our roulette, so we have a great roulette strategy for building up your con status and, and sort of grinding the game a little bit. With dice, you know, you don't get, you, a lot of times you don't get rated on anything where the casino doesn't have an advantage, like odds. Right. You don't get rated, you get zero yeah, in that, many that, cases. Some of that, some of the, and it depends by the house. Now, yeah. if you're a crap player, you have to come in and when you give them your card, you say, mm -hmm. am I going to get... Do yeah. I get do I get rated on my odds? Yeah, is the first question you should ask. And if they say no, then you have to make a decision. Am, yeah. we, are, am I playing craps or am I playing baccarat? Yeah, you know, or, or blackjack. Or yeah, or baccarat. You know, or, play or, a game. or if am I going to a slot machine? Because yeah. let's be real. Yep. The the house advantage on roulette five point two six much higher than yeah. your basic blackjack. Right. Much higher than your basic dice game. Right. If if the casino's rating you correctly. Mm -hmm. And you're playing on the roulette wheel. Mm -hmm. You're you're much more valuable to them. On the you're a much more valuable mm -hmm. player yeah. for roulette. Now, what's what's a valuable player mean? You're more likely to lose. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So that's yeah. that's what much yeah. more valuable means. That's it. So your playing time. If you take a thousand dollars to the roulette wheel mm -hmm. and and have a hundred dollar average and, and do a fifty dollar average spin, and you take a thousand dollars to the baccarat game and do fifty dollars a hand. 
I'm going to make a prediction that you're going to have more playing time at that Baccarat table unless you get yeah you get super unless lucky you get real early lucky at the roulette game. Yeah. yeah. But over time, yep. over time, if you Cena came in, you. if you came in 300 days out of 365, yep. you're gonna you're gonna blow a lot more money on roulette than roulette. you are on baccarat. So there you go. So we we tell people you got to get educated. That's why we have the channel. That's why we have the school. Yeah. Get educated. Uh, but if you can get if you can get a if you can get a fair blackjack game, mm -hmm. if you can get a blackjack game where the rules are relatively fair, mm -hmm. and you have to shop around, yep. that's a good place to start. If you get odds, if you get rated for odds mm -hmm. at at the place, mm -hmm. because seriously, gang, if you're if you're a crap player now, player, you never make a prop bet. Yeah, you never make a prop bet. That's yeah. where we make money. Okay, yeah. now when you're a crap dealer, you sell prop bets aggressively sell enthusiastically sell you hawk bet. those uh, props yeah and that's yeah. and that makes you a tremendous dice dealer yep. but as a tremendous dice player a big dice player will mm. never bet a prop bet and 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 honestly even when they're when when you're dealing and 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 somebody wants to make a bet for you put yeah. it on the pass line and that's maybe it. they'll give you odds or rem or you could gently remind them that um, I don't have odds or yeah yeah right gently gently gently, <laughs> gently. gently. need some new shoes yeah not for my kids, for my bet. Shoes and socks. <laughs> Shoes and socks. Yeah. All right, very good. So the other thing we talk about is a host. You know, a lot of people are very intimidated about the whole host thing. They see a guy all dressed up, yeah. standing around. It never hurts to say hello, especially if you find a place that you like to play right. it. Now let's let's get back to the the, the big fish in the pond and yep. the little pond. Yep. Now you got you have hosts. Now how does a host get started? I get asked all the time, Scott, how do I become a host? Well you're going to if you're going to be a host you're going to start out as a cash host so what you're going to do is cruise around the casino and look for people who don't have a card put in the slot machine and then you're going to get them a card and introduce yourself to them and now you're tagged to that player same thing works in the in the in the pit so the what i used to do when i was an operator i and the, the young host would come by the the um the cash host you know, who, I would I would feel them out. Who was aggressive? Who was really wanted the business? And if I had somebody buy in for five hundred or more, mm -hmm. and they didn't have a card, I'd call that host over. Mm -hmm. Now that host does the intro, and that player there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know. That's that's that's. You yeah. never know who you're meeting. That could be their first. You never know who you're meeting. I mean, I've got a friend who who was a host at uh, mm -hmm. at the Mirage, and she mm -hmm. wind up meeting this guy who turned out to be the biggest player. In the last couple of years in Las Vegas, I mean, mm -hmm. like multi-million dollar player, wow. and 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 she met him cold. Yeah, she met him cold. Wow. And 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 he was never he was not never played anywhere. Wow. He just came in, played that time. Yep. Got into it, liked it, yep. and went from mm -hmm. went to a, went play, was a super big, big player, super big. Yeah, fantastic. So you know, if if you are going to frequent someplace, doesn't hurt to introduce yourself, especially yeah, yeah. if you spend money. You know, get to know. Find them. a place you like and go yep. to that place. And a lot of times, you might you know, th there's not always cash to give away. They're not always going to give you free like meals, things. They might just invite you to a party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of fill you out. I mean, there's a there's lots always of other, free tournaments where you get a shot. You know, yep. yeah. you, you get a shot of playing in a blackjack yep. tournament. When I was running, when when I was director at 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 uh, Palace. I, I we always at least quarterly, mm -hmm. quarterly we wanted to have 
either a combination of blackjack or, yeah. or baccarat tournaments yeah. to, as a give back to the players. Yep. And then they earn their way in, or if somebody you haven't seen in a long time mm -hmm. walks in, mm -hmm. or then you can call on the phone and say, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. You want to come in for a baccarat tournament? Yeah. You know, hey, you, you know, because it doesn't cost you anything to put them in a tournament. Easy. It's easy as an yeah. operator, mm -hmm. you know. There's there's a lot of things you could do um, as as an operator to to and 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 the, the, the players love that stuff. No, they love it. Just being called. Yeah, they, you know what? Because with just being called, they like. Yep. They don't want to be pestered. Yep. But people want to know their. They want people. You want you go someplace. You want recognition. Yep. I know. I know. When I go out, I I I, I try to keep it to a, a couple of places because mm. when I get there, yep. I want to be able to bond with the staff. I go to the uh, same Dotties every week. They bonded with me. There you go. <laughs> and you don't even smoke. They know. They know what machines. I walk in and they do, instantly. They tell me, and you know, they're always nice. I find a place where I, I have. I enjoy the clerks. They enjoy me. They yeah. know. They know that I'm going to take care of them. Sure. You know what I mean. And they know what seats. Like if I don't see my seat, they know. Nope, your seat's not available. Sorry. You know what can you do? But anyways, all right. Uh, so there you go. So a little bit about hosts and comps. All right. So we got some gaming news. Yeah. Few things. Sure. What do you got? Uh, one of the most interesting things. WSOP. Is World Series uh, of poker. getting World Series of Poker is getting close to its finals. Yeah, and so um, it. Uh, I don't know who ended up in the final, but I bet uh, Rio on the twenty eighth is supposed to host the finals. So because of COVID, they had to split it up. And in order for you to play, you had to be either in Geofence, right? Is that what it is inside Nevada? Nevada or Jersey? Yeah, it's called a Geofence. So Geofence. When you turn on your 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 machine, your mm -hmm. vent, your computer, yeah. or your or your handheld device. Mm -hmm. It sends out a signal yeah. of where you're standing, right. and as long as you're within the border of Nevada or the border of New Jersey, yeah. you can play. Yeah. So other than that, you're no action. So, so if you were from like Kentucky, you had to you drive to your drive ass to out Nevada of here or, or drive yeah, to New Jersey, or Jersey yeah. and just you know turn on Sign your computer. Sign up and turn it on. So and some people are just in some hotel, random hotel room, grinding, grinding away on some <laughs> yeah. poker. I mean, what what happens if you lose your connection? What happens to your seat? Like you know, you went to hold or. I, or, you know, you went to, you know? Yeah, I, I just got into it with um, a, a really good friend of mine. He's a really dynamite poker player. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying to up my game. And we, we went to WSOP mm -hmm. and played some sit-and-go tournaments. Yeah. And just so I understand yeah. how it goes because, yeah. you know, this is part of my class. I teach that electronic yeah. gaming device. And we, we go over yeah. online poker is going to be a big deal. As, as terrible as I am at poker. but So we just had a poker thing. This uh, We went to... Uh, we had liquored up poker, and my poker playing was so terrible. They were like, they couldn't believe those were actually the cards because we they couldn't see the cards. But mm -hmm. we we did these graphics of the cards, and they just couldn't believe it. So, but I did. I actually was on WSOP online, uh, and I and I played some, and I actually won. I it's, mean, I it's did, a great way to learn. No, I to mean, learn, yeah. And because well, here's the other part, David, mm -hmm. too. Like if you go with um, somebody who really knows how to play, like yeah. a dynamite player. Yeah. Like my friend Danny Morgan, he's a great player. So mm -hmm. I go to his house. And I sit in his back pocket, so he's in front, he's grinding, and, and because when I go watch him play at the casino, I don't know what his whole cards are, uh -huh. so I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah, you know, and that's I can't handle yeah. that. That's boring for me, you no. know. And it's not like you could watch on TV and know what he's got. Yeah. So, but being able to sit there and have a and follow have a you know he he wins tournaments. In my yeah. opinion, he's pro. He's had sponsors. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like he's he's really good. Yeah. So. To be able to sit there and know what he has, yeah. what he's folding, yeah. and like, dude, you folded that? He goes, yeah. 
second best is not where you want to be in poker. No, yeah, no. Second best is not. No, you gotta good. go. You gotta have some. Yeah, gotta win the hand. You gotta have some balls. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be able to bluffing all that stuff. It's, it it's pretty cool though, but yeah, that's no. a great way to learn. No, I you know I used to work at Mercedes Benz up the street. Phil Ivy came in, had SLR, and uh, I got to see him one time. Then we had this other guy. So I got this guy that comes in one time in flip flops, sweatpants, a tall, skinny kid. I don't remember his name. And, you know, when you're shopping for expensive cars, it's always the guy that doesn't look like he can afford it that ends up, like, with all the cash and just, here, I want two cars, whatever the case is. Yeah, give me two of those. So I say hello. I used to say hello to these guys all the time. I was not one. If you came in in a suit, I was like, ugh, God, this guy. You know, why do you need to be a suit to stop shop Mercedes? You know, come in there, you know, pajamas for all I care. That's the guy who doesn't care. So anyways, as I'm saying hello and talking to this guy, and he's in, like, a t-shirt, sweatpants, and flip-flops, okay? And now he's interested in E-Class and this limited edition E-Class. And someone comes up to him and he goes, oh, yeah, he's like, "Can that's some dude. He just won this huge poker tournament, a million bucks. And sure enough, this guy's got, like, stacks of flipping <laughs> cash. I, I didn't even bother looking down, but his sweats were like, you know, he's a skinny guy. His sweats were just, just anyways, there's my, my little poker stories. And by the way, one of the Hawk, uh, Hawk brothers. Did he were, buy the car? He did buy the car. Yeah, he bought the. He did bought you close the, the deal. I closed the deal. It was a deal. Yeah, no, no. He was very excited. I treated him like a regular person. Yeah. I didn't prejudge nothing like this. And uh, man, as remember, we should when everybody walks up to our crap table in our box. You don't know. Game. You don't you know. You never know. You never know. The the. I mean, I used to have you so many grinders, know. terrible players, but they would they would tope you if you treat everybody with kindness and you, yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Anyways, uh, okay. Moving on. So interestingly enough, this year. There's only some 700-something people in the U.S. There used to be thousands. Yeah. And then the prize, of course, only $1.5 million. Still a lot of dough. It used to be $10 million, 2006. Well, the first prize was $10 million. $10 million. $10 million was the was the prize last year. The guy who won last year. Really? The first I know Moneymaker won like $10 million, right? Two point five. That's it? Yeah. Oh, that's But that was, the big, that was huge back then. No, it was huge. Moneymaker. But, but the thing is, when after money, the Moneymaker effect... What kind of it, name is that? Is I that mean, cool? that's like the ultimate name for a poker winner. I mean, come on. When you're, when you're, you can't make this destined. story up. <laughs> he was destined to win. You can't make no. this story up. Holy crap. He wins an $86 yeah. satellite tournament yep. on Poker Tour, on uh, Poker Stars. Yeah. And when he wins that tournament, he wins the seat at yeah. the World Series. Yeah. He had a famous hand where he beat Ivy. Yep. And he had a very, fa- very famous hand. God, with, Ivy uh, all over the place. Whack the uh, Borgata. Yeah. Anyways, that's another movie coming out later on. Hey, uh, yeah, Moneymaker. I was always stunned that a guy named Moneymaker won. It almost made they sense. They got a Moneymaker movie coming out? No, not a Moneymaker. Baccarat. Edging. Yeah, I can't really talk too much about no, that No, I'm not movie. talking about anything. I'm just saying, like, that's quite the skill, just so you know. He got whacked. No, Phil Ivey got sued. He lost a bunch of money. Yeah, anyways. He, he won a bunch of money. He won a bunch of money, too. They just wanted that money <laughs> they back. They wanted that money all. back, yeah. Anyways, that's going to be another uh, something way down the Later line. Later on, we could talk Later about Later on, that. we'll talk about that. All yeah. right. Uh, okay, so anyway, so all these people coming in from international, they'll be here. The 28th is supposed to be. So we have heard. So we have some housekeeping people it's who have been coming weeks. to the school. Yeah, two weeks. We haven't heard a hide in our hair of that place. But uh, apparently it's going to be cleaned up and open, ready to go. But we haven't heard a thing. What we have heard is the Circa, by the way, their hotel opens on the 24th. We know some of the people that are putting that together have been hiring a lot of staff over there. And let me tell you, they're pulling whatever hair they got left. It's been, you know, quite, I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic success, but wow. Yeah, Can I'm you imagine Circa still opening I'm, I'm everything? Really, I'm really rooting hard for them. Uh, 
I, I really want to see that be a, a, a great yeah. success. We, we've sent a lot of dealers there. We've been training all their dancing dealers, and we've sent a lot of the other dealers there, and they're doing well. You're getting good Traffic feedback as well. from them? But feedback has been great. You know, they've, they've had some days, of course, you know, everything is very fluid. Yeah. California gets shut down. Not as many people able to drive out here, this kind of thing. We but, don't have the rodeo this year. But the fact that you've got a job, and it's a decent-paying job. I mean, with Toke Rate, has been fairly good, especially for break-ins. And, you know, dancing dealers are doing well. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, but uh, I think overall the driving traffic, if you're working at a property, but, you know, even the Cosmo is doing well on the weekends. The weekdays it settles off. Yeah. Same thing with us at Fashion Show. Weekdays, not so much, but weekends still busy. People it's, are still it, coming we, in. We got to get people comfortable to fly. Yeah. No, the Las Vegas. Talking about Las Vegas. Yep. You, you have to, mm-hmm. the folks have to be comfortable to get on the plane and fly. Yep. And until that happens, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough. Because, yep. you know, we talk about it all the time, you know. Yep. What's, what's out, of the big, out of the big pie, mm-hmm. 20, 30% max is gaming. Yep. You know, conventions, you food, the conventions, rooms. the rooms, all of it. The, 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 the rock star restaurants. Yeah. How about the day clubs and the nightclubs? Yeah. They printed money for the last couple of years. I mean, Hakkasan. All that stuff. Unbelievable. That, that was the Club. biggest shocker. When I first heard... You take the Baccarat out of, out of win. I, I bet you that yep. beach club is right there with the casino floor. Hakkasan, billion-dollar investment, made it back the first year. Hakkasan. They, they reshaped the entire MGM to accommodate, literally, Hakkasan. The very front of the whole... I was always amazed that that was even well, a thing. And think then, about it. You until got a, I found you got out... You got a $30 bottle of Grey Goose that you're selling for 1000 bucks. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, it's quite good the work thing. if you can get yeah, it. Yeah, that's good work. Yeah, all right. Let's go. Let's go to the um, um, Airbnb. Yeah, that's good chatter, right? Yeah, that's but, good chatter. But the thing is, so the Airbnb gang. So like, you got like the 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 Vidara, the, the, the not a secret, but the super the super nice. So a lot of people in town have timeshares, or you know they have these timeshares, and what they're doing is they're renting them on Airbnb minus resort fees. So like where. You or condos get, at the condo or, or hotels. Condos at condos, the condos at like Vidara. At Vidara. And those kinds. And it's like half of what you would pay to stay at like the actual hotel. And no, of course, no resort fees. So people are sort of backdooring the whole yeah. you know, hotel business. The resort fees are just. Dude, I think we got we to gotta like right now to be competitive and get people just in, get rid of the resort fees. I was really hoping for a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought the silver lining for the, for the gaming industry coming out of the COVID would be number one, yep. stop the nonsense about charging for parking. Parking. Number uh, one, charging for parking, not, not good. Yep. Number two, resort fees. Mm-hmm. Resort fees, I mean, give me a break. I mean, you're charging for a swimming pool in the in the, in the winter. No one's using the pool. Right. What do you, what or do you the get? spa. Oh, we give, give you internet. Everybody's got internet Every, and it, Internet's like a given now. So here, I mean, like, why would you even walk into a building if it doesn't yeah. have internet Literally, now? you go to McDonald's with internet. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Dude, McDonald's Everywhere. is a hot spot. So they give you access to the spa, to the lockers. There's There's one hotel out there. Who they tell you have access to the spa as part of your resort fee, but it's only to the locker room. Yeah, I mean, you like, don't actually get to use the spa, yeah. but you get to you can go down there and store some stuff in a locker for an hour. You can walk down there. <laughs> yeah, and, and and number three mm-hmm. is the is the no smoking. I yeah. think I think that was a perfect chance to take I mean, smoking we, off we've the got floor. One 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 game one one place stepped up the park. The park MGM. The park MGM, yep. which we're still waiting to open, right? No, it's open. Have they open? Yeah, Park MGM will be open. I will mention Alex said he just won $150 at bingo. Oh, my God. 
Alex won $150 on every time he goes out with a fan now, he just wins money. He's like printing money with these fans. He he can't he can't win to save his life on our live stream, okay? I gotta actually we gotta go to hit the ATM, I gotta borrow money from the guy next to us. But meanwhile, bingo. But don't tell Lauren that, by the way. Yeah, Lauren will get upset. He goes out with some fans the other day downtown and wins like eleven hundred dollars. He starts off winning a video poker. He goes to I mean, video poker, then he goes to we downtown Grand. It's good to be Alex. We, we want. Oh, it's great to be Alex. Are you kidding me? I mean, He's getting. Lauren went with him. Oh, Lauren's with him. Yeah. Lauren. Wow. She's so jealous. Dude. Well, then he didn't win 150. <laughs> He's got to split it. She is a bingo. Oh, he's gonna have to split it. But she's a bingo. She's the bingo queen, dude. Oh yeah. She she makes that big Cosmo money and she lives in a box. So because the rest of her money goes into bingo, right, Lauren? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Is is she watching this? Because she's gonna hate oh, me tomorrow. She's gonna spank me. All right. Anyways. All right. So what were we talking about? Oh. They are talking about resort fees. Resort fees, yeah. Screw the resort fees. Come on now. I mean, at least for now, until it's competitive market again, and we got everybody coming here, and now you gotta. It, you know what I hated most about that is you book a room on one of these. You know, if they still doing it, by the way, they used to, they they. It, I thought that if you if if you go straight to the resort and book the room, they'll tell you the resort fee when you go to check out. They'll say, hey, this is. Oh yeah, you fee. can't. You can't. You have to have it before you hit. I confirm. I booked a room at the Alexis Park. Okay, and yes, I'm saying Alexis Park because I used to love the Alexis Park. It's all sweet. You get a little kitchenette and everything else, so it's very comfortable. It's right down the street from the school, and and I didn't want to be. I live all the way Aliante North, right? I didn't want to drive. I was really busy, so I got the I got the suite because you, you get a kitchenette, you can eat. I was planning on being there a couple of days, and the the I, I I didn't book it. Somehow I ended up not booking it with the actual hotel. I ended up on some other site, and they didn't tell me about the resort fee. When I show up, it's two hundred and eighty dollars in resort fees, which is more money than I actually paid for the flipping room. Yeah. And I was like, dude, really? I thought that I thought the whole reason I booked this because I thought you guys are off strip. You're a Lexus resort. You don't even have gaming. Your pool's closed. There's no spa. What, what are you trying to do? I run for? it down. I, I make them run it down for me. What am I getting for my resort yeah, fee? Yeah. Exactly what am I getting? No. And they say internet, and then they have a struggle. Yeah. They struggle. No. That, 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 by the way, some of them will print you your airplane tickets. I'm like, well, what Whoa, if I what if go. I drove here? Yeah. What airplane tickets do you need no, to pay for me? They, 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 we can do better than resort no, fees. No, for sure. We and, really and, could. And if you want to offer. And, and the first guy that does it, the first group yep. of, 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 of that does that, yep. they're going to have such a big advantage over everybody Huge. else. No, for sure. I think it's transparency. Yeah, the resort fees, man. You know, I, I get it where, you know, you offer basic internet, and if you want to offer, like, an upgraded internet, then maybe charge 10 bucks for that. But who wants that on their vacation? Well, that's... You I just mean, want to check your email. I mean, well, you come with kids. Kids need internet, dude. They, they play oh, okay. all the machines and everything. They oh, all really? got to be online and cloud, and you got... Yeah, that's the thing now, okay? Right. We're we're on the boomer generation, okay? Well, you're a boomer, sir. I'm, I'm pre-boomer, <laughs> just so you know. All right. All right, moving on to the next topic. Okay, so the boring... Here's an interesting thing. So no one ever thought, you know, forever I always thought we needed a train system. They put in the monorail. Bust. A absolute bust. Bust. Because it goes to nowhere. It goes. It doesn't the go monorail to, to nowhere. It goes to, it, it, by the way, if you take the monorail and you get off the MGM, let's say, right, because it goes on the back end of the MGM, you will be, you will not take that monorail again because the walk time from the monorail to get to, like, let's say the front desk. By the way, you can only get the monorail from other properties in the convention center. You can't even get it from the flipping airport, which was ho the whole idea originally, but that never happened. Total train wreck. Because the cab drivers all, you know, raised hell and yada, yada. Sure. It, it was a mess. Now, boring, Elon Musk comes around and says, you know what? We're just going to dig a hole. 
We're going to dig a hole. I got the boring equipment, and we're going to make a tunnel. Convention Center signs up. They build this tunnel in, like, record time underneath so you can do the whole loop. Because the Convention Center now, by the way, even though there's no conventions, is massive. It's, we're ready. It's massive. Like, it's, it's literally, like... Um, I don't know how many city blocks, but I'm, I'm guessing like eight or ten city blocks wide. It's really, really gotten just ridiculous. It goes all the way out. They bought the Riviera, imploded it, built that all the way up to the strip now. Awesome. By the way, it's a bagel shop we got to try out. Me and me and Sticky get bagels the more. They have bagel mania. They, 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 they got to be – it's right on Convention Center Drive, so they can't be doing that well because there's been no conventions and no walk. But I'm sure they were planning on doing real well because that – all year round, convention center area is just just literally people, just mobs of people, just just circulating, going through the convention center. But anyways, so now the boring company wants to build. Um, they submitted plans to build out two more tunnels, one that stops at all Caesar's property, strangely enough, only Caesar's property, and the other that goes all basically up and down the whole resort corridor. What, what do you think about that one? I think it's going to be a home run once it gets going. Once it, I, I'm just waiting to see a timeline, like what's a projected yeah. finish date. I'm really that's no. tough to find. Those. Yeah, no, that one we haven't been able yeah. to recover. Which is strange that they have just Caesars or everybody. It's like, listen, if everybody's in fall place, we got Caesars. Here's the way things like this happen. Mm. Nobody wants to be first. Yeah. Nobody wants to be first. They, yeah. Everybody wants to like show me, show me that it works, and then we'll then we'll jump on board. Yeah. And and it's got to be a huge number. Yeah. What's what's the number? The, 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 what's the buy-in with Elon? Oh, it's got to be big. Elon Musk. He wants to go to Mars, dude. It can't be cheap. Yeah, he's got to support his rocket ships. No, <laughs> that's that's you know his the price goal. of rocket fuel. No, it's a lot. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's a ton of money. Sporting diesel. But he's got a ton of money. He can pay. Yeah, good yeah. for him. No, he's selling all his crap on the Earth just to go to Mars. So good for him. All right. Well, anyways, so um, a second line. All right. So here, I got some. I got some jackpot news, and then we have we have we do have some other news that is a little international. So here's the thing. Wheel of Fortune hit at the El Cortez for $589,000. Someone just hit that. That was literally just two days ago. Nice. Uh, Megabucks is at an all-time high. Megabucks. Uh, 14 plus. I know, $15 million now. 15 now? Yeah, 15.5 Two days million. ago was 14, no, so it must quick, be flying. Which is, which is strange because that means a lot of stimulus money has been put into uh, Megabucks because, you know. A lot of twelve hundred dollar buys. A lot of twelve hundred dollar buys, which which is perfect because it's three it's three dollars per per thing. So that it works, works out, out works out perfectly. If you get skunked all the way, no, you, <laughs> you get screwed. Although you know what sucks about a lot of the Megabucks machines is like let's say you're on a dollar machine, it's a three dollar you know it's three dollars to do max credits, and then you win like cherries, you get one dollar back. That's how they keep you going because now you get to the end and you have just you two bucks. Yeah, you, you have play, two credits. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta add more money. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so interestingly, you know that it was Megabucks was introduced in 1987. For some reason, I thought it started later. And the biggest one was at the Excalibur for $39 million. That was one in 2003. There's a lot of mystery. This is one of the urban legends surrounding Megabucks. You know that poor lady that got rear-ended? And uh, there's, so there's the one story is this, this poor lady won it. Not not this one. She won like $34 million. Didn't win one. Yeah. So, so there's actually there's actually three stars. So I'll go over these real quick because you might you might not know these. The curse of the megabucks. You, you're so busy managing these casinos, you, you, you know guy, what I mean. You, 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 you lost track <laughs> of the megabucks sweaters. So, so this poor lady wins megabucks, thirty four million bucks, and she's at a stoplight like a week later with her sister, and she gets rear-ended. Her sister passes away, and then she ends up paralyzed. Oh. So it's called you know curse of the megabucks. But before that, 
there was another story, and this was, I, I didn't really want to talk about this, but specifically, but there was someone who went to a certain university, supposedly, as a rumor went, hits megabucks, but, so he was a young guy, like, you know, in his mid, low 20s, early 20s, and he was known to party a lot. And of course, now you go from partying on, you know, with zero money to partying on megabucks money, and now you've just lost your mind. And supposedly partied himself right out of existence, you know what I mean? Then there's this Excalibur win, which supposedly the same thing happened. A person got rich, decided to... There's so many stories about the Excalibur win. No one knows for sure. Uh, but there's so many people who think that the person related to this one also passed away. Because imagine, so imagine this. You go from making you know, regular wage, regular life. Now you've got $39 million. Or you know, let's say you take the you know, pre-tax, whatever it is, or post-tax. Now you're like, you know, going a little wild. You buy the Lamborghini, you know, you're going 200 miles down the road, you're, you know, you're, you know, you're jet setting, a lot of opportunities to die. Not so much in your home or your apartment, right? But, you know, with enough money and enough shit to do. Okay. Anyways, okay. Some guy won Monday, uh, Venetian Resort, $656,000 on Aristocats, Grant Gaming, Mad Max, Fury Road, uh, which is fantastic. I love that movie. Mad Max. Mad Max, Fury Road. Six hundred and fifty-six dollars on his birthday. Break the deal, face the wheel. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's it, that's it. So this guy was literally on the wheel, apparently, uh-huh. made a ton of money, and uh, yeah, on his birthday, which makes sense because I want to win on my birthday. If you're gonna win, you might as well win on your birthday. All right. Well, anyway, so Megabucks has it, so you come out here, you might win it on me. And and here's a lady, uh, and, and we got missing Sticky, sixty-four thousand dollar. Kino deck, but I had to leave this for last because I'm a big Kino player. She hit on Caveman, and I think we have the picture coming up next, right? Sticky? Sticky's on the controls. Uh, so it's Caveman Kino at South Point. $2 Caveman Kino loaded up. She had three three of those Cavemans, anyways, for those of you who care. All right. So uh, what do you got to add to this, uh, Master? We got – how about Japan? Japan. I heard some uh, – Yes. Yokohama. Yes. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully Japan goes, but – there's a lot of Japan has been a tough hustle for the operators in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. The tax structure, yep. They can't they can't settle on a fair tax structure uh-huh. or what we consider being fair. Yep. And like you and I talked about before yep. we came on, that three percent of the of the total space has yep. is all, is all you're allowed for gaming. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a couple billion dollar operation, and you can only have three percent on the. You, you have to get to three million square foot of space to have a three hundred thousand square foot gaming floor in order to fit the number of games they think Japan. They think each of these casinos will support up to six hundred table games at a minimum, and in order to get there, you need a big ass floor. You need three hundred, four hundred thousand square feet, and they can't get there without a massive investment. Yes, I think the potential is off the charts there. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't think they want it. I really I mean, don't think the people. I, when I talk to some of my Japanese mm-hmm. students, yeah, and they're pretty honest with me about it. It's yep. like there's there's not a lot of mm-hmm. Japanese citizens that are really saying I want gaming. But they have they have that plinko thing, and right? That's why they don't want it. Really, because they're just busy doing the. Pl- is it called plinko? No, pachinko. Pachinko. Pachinko, pachinko machines. Pachinko uh, machines everywhere. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. and it's you know and they're and, happy with that. They're not happy with that. They don't, oh, they don't, really? they don't like. They don't like what's going on. That people are addicted that. to pachinko. Uh, the word on the street there, it's mm-hmm. it's that's the triads and the organized crime yeah. have a big hand in that. And 
You know, yeah. there's there's not a lot of lot of lot of taxes being paid on it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of nonsense because you're not really paying for money. You're paying for tickets, and you get a ticket, and you get a gift, and you take that gift around the corner, and someone buys the gift and gives yeah. you money for it. It's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense. Yeah, and I think that, uh, in my opinion, I think that there's a lot of folks that think that that's going to be what's happening with the casino. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already see what's happening with their form of gaming, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's there's so many pros. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as long as it's regulated right, as mm-hmm. long as we got our eye on the ball, as long mm-hmm. as we're taking care of the the responsible gaming components and, and the underage components, you know, look at what's going on in Singapore. They do a really great job. It's like they had a lot of lot of worries about that. Mm-hmm. They have they have memberships. They have yeah. there's only so many times locals can come. South South Korea, you, you, locals can't come can't in. They can't play. play. Yeah, can't play. How mm-hmm. much How much dough is leaving the the country every year? Going to Macau, going to Singapore. Yeah, because they won't let their population they, play. You know, I know, it's it's like they have their head in the sand. It's like no. oh, people don't gamble. No, because they are gambling. They're gambling with both hands. Yeah, yeah. No, they're gambling with both hands, but they're not doing it at home. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, the money's leaving. So we, we licensed a school in Osaka with our, our friend Oda and Rocky's out there. Yeah. And they, they've started to get some students, and they were hoping that the, the IR gaming uh, was going to be integrated resort is what the IR is yeah. for. And Osaka was one of the one of the cities that talked about having the license. MGM even has a boat there to kind of entertain people. Yeah. But, MGM uh, went strong. Dude. They went really strong. So the to, word is they may out. not be all that interested anymore. And well, Venetian is out. No one, Sheldon no said we're out. No, no, Sheldon walked. And he was going to be number one. He's I mean, always He's a good one. friend with Abe. I mean, he was like, they were, you know, close. Yeah. Well, the, the prime minister had to step down too right over That's there because right. he got yep. sick. He's out. So, yep, Shinta Abe. Yeah, he's yeah, out. And, and, and then he's, he's out. And mm-hmm. he was really close with President mm-hmm. Trump. And President Trump's out. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's not, the, the the politics so we'll don't line up right Still now. Still a lot of question marks for uh, for Japan. If anything, it's going to be maybe not five year plan, maybe ten year plan. Yeah. Something like this. All right, we got the Q and A. Who? He wants to ask Scott. Let's go. About, um, legalizing gambling in Hawaii. What do you think? Never happened. I just saw I just saw an article today on Google. Mm-hmm. I wish, I pray, but I think that the locals won't go for it but mm-hmm. i just saw something that they're trying to put it on the ballot on oahu on the island of really? oahu yeah so i heard it has more to do with pre-statehood gambling was well a there's no-no there, well, before why, they why, even got to statehood why why is utah not having gambling well the mormons aren't going to have it right well that's mm-hmm. there's a huge mormon population too really on, on the in, uh, hawaii? in hawaii yes wow yes that was quite the uh, hike they got they really they just yeah it's a lot of wow yeah but, but I heard they're, they're, that pre-statehood, the 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 uh, indigenous people had literally a thing against gambling, and they made sure that it was not going to be part of statehood when they were considering the. Yeah, I, I was kind of blown away. I'm actually yeah on a flight to Hawaii. No, you're going. To, you want to retire there? I can't wait. We want you to run Ala Moana. Whatever Casino you want. Quest. You got it. Yeah, they they make the boats lock it down. I mean, they they lock it down and shut down the casinos, but they like you got to like dismantle the game. You got to go through this whole process when you get to Hawaii. You can't have any game, no live gaming, nothing. Yeah. I hope. I I wish they would have it. I, mm-hmm. I would be one of the first ones to get out there and and help get it get it going. By the way, one of my favorite crap channels that I watch a lot. This guy named Mel Mel Hum. Uh, he's uh, Craps Hawaii, and he has this real 
sort of laid back way of talking about the game. It's very casual, and I uh, just thought I'd put that out there. I think Casino you know, Quest would be a home run. In, in, no, in, I think so. Over there. A lot of crap players. A lot of people love, yeah. love craps. The greatest hand in the history of uh, Las California Vegas Club. at the Cal. Yeah, because, I mean, the golden arm. The golden arm. arm. I mean, yeah. I mean, what a I mean, some amazing, amazing uh, uh, tournaments. I mean, uh, it's too bad. That's one of the things we missed uh, this year, of course, with COVID. All right, what else? So now we're going to go to the Q&A section. So fire away. So They're I all going to be. saved a couple questions. Oh, you there. saved? Okay, what do we got? So Robert B. asked, what's the, what's the difference between traditional slot machines and VLTs? VLT? Uh, Is it VLTs? VLTs? Yeah, VLTs. Video lottery terminals. Oh, look at this guy. I had no idea. I thought you said B. Yeah, so, we thought you said bacon. V, v like Victor. Video lottery terminals. Uh, I believe they're the class two. And, um, you know, the traditional class three, the right. Vegas style. Yeah. Yeah, which are uh, your, VL, your video lottery terminals. Yeah, so those are those where they print a ticket. I mean, how does that work differently? I believe they're tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we saw a lot of those at G two E. You know, the last G two E, the big talk, uh, big talk was sports books. Everything was about sports book, e sports book, yeah. all that stuff. But a lot of class two slots because a lot of tribals. So it, it, they, I, I think that the class twos are going to go to class threes right away. No, I, mean, I, I think I mean, that's the I next really step. do. I really yeah. th- as long as the tribes can get on the same page and get their compacts with the mm-hmm. state yep. and pay their fair share yep. and give the state a taste, yep. they'll get class three. That's the thing, Arizona. Arizona, they're, they're, they want this, the, the, the tribes to sort of negotiate, you know, kind of a share, a more even share, I guess. That's what we've been, you know, hearing the holdup has been all these years because there's always been this hint that Arizona is going to go class three because right now class two, as you know, uh, we would love for it to go class three. We would open a school there tomorrow. We would love to be. Uh, I think that's just right around the corner. Especially, yeah. Like here's, here's the deal, David. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody's trying to. Every state after mm-hmm. this COVID, yep. everyone's hurting. Yep. Everyone's hurting. So, if you already have Class Two gaming, yep. why wouldn't you just turn the page to go full full right. scale and have? Mm-hmm. I mean, what a game changer when when they introduce slot machines to Foxwoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Millions and millions in tax revenue. Yep. I mean, it's it's just it has to happen. Now they're adding slots to a lot of racetracks. Have been given the green light oh, yeah. to do that. I mean, it's it just saved, New York. It saved horse racing. Oh, for sure. Saved uh, it. Yeah, these these, these, these racinos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100%. What else you got over there? Yeah. What else you got? So we got. Um, I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce this name, so I'm not gonna try. But D Z. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, it's a really long name. Anyways, he's asking about a virtual craps table where you still have to throw the dice. What do you think about that? Oh, where like the like the virtual casinos, with it, but they still have somebody throw the dice. Apparently, Aruzi yeah. Gaming has has an electronic uh, crap table. Um, what's what's his name? DZ. 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 Go to go to Aruzi Gaming uh-huh. on their website and check it out. They 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 have pretty much they're the leader on uh, video crap table. Yeah. And um, they might have a product where you shoot the dice and the dealer plugs in the result and then everything else lights up like that. Yeah, where you still shoot. And they also have one with the, by the way, that table that you see on there, $180,000, $190,000. The one that's all lit up, the LEDs and everything, a fantastic looking table. ETGs, baby. Yeah, so that's, that's the next. So we're hoping to have some, we're, gonna, we're going to have some ETGs here at Casino Quest. We're getting a, a craps one and then a bubble craps and roulette. And have uh, slot machines all over. Oh, we the are. We're gonna right? have literally, but you know, to learn, obviously, you yeah. know, know what. But yeah, so that'll be a good thing. Yeah. What else you got? Eric's gonna ask what kind of bankroll. Eric. 
What kind of banquet do you need to get the attention of a host? Yeah, so that depends. In a smaller place, if you buy in, if you buy in for five hundred bucks, if you went to like Arizona Charlie's or something that's off strip, five hundred dollars a host would come over and talk to you, and you would be best buddies. If you buy in for five hundred bucks at the Venetian or or Win, like I said, that's commission on one of the baccarat hands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I you know if if you're looking to go. If you're looking to go five thousand dollars is pretty much at a strip place. If you got five thousand to spend and you made arrangements ahead of time and either made a deposit at the cage, they would definitely have a, a host to engage you. Yeah. But I think for five hundred bucks, like what's some of like the Joker's Wild and some of those Boulder Highway joints, uh, you'd Wild. be King Kong down there for five. You need a roll bucks. of quarters, man, and some laundry in the car. Yeah. Ready to go. But I mean, you know, to be hosted, it it all depends on. The level of the of the joint that you're in. If you came with your own hand sanitizer, <laughs> to joke, I'm sorry, that's terrible. Come on, now. that's terrible. We gotta send dealers. Uh, there. I know we do send. Well, I don't know. No, we don't send dealers there. Joker's Wild. No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, we've played there before. That used to be my spot when I first really? came to town. Joker's Wild. I lived in Henderson. They had, but well, they had a dollar game. I mean, they had a quarter game. For the longest time, Silverado even they shut down their damn. They had uh, a nice breakfast. Really, Silverado? No. Oh, Joker's, Joker's Wild. Yeah, really? Yeah. Back in the day, I'm talking. Back in the 30 day. Years ago. 30, oh, 30, things have changed, sir. Yeah, things have evolved. I'm sure. Yeah, or devolved. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? So James asks, are dealers asked slash required to sell things like the props and side bets to players? Are you ready? Can I add some kind Go of? For and it, then man. I'll let you. So if you're working at a place where scott's running he's going to want those crap dealers to bark it out i mean that's their job your job on the poll is to advertise proposition bets remind people of proposition bets now i have actually worked at casinos where either the director or casino manager could care less and uh they would have you in fact um uh yeah so they they just run it differently so the expectation was low and uh, they don't want a crap business i mean it was always amazing to me I've, i've even been told to quiet down before uh, really? As I was sort of yelling up a game, I, I was trying to—I was calling out to somebody who had just been playing. I make you I was, team member of the month. I was trying to generate. <laughs> we were a dead game. I don't want to stand on a dead. I give you the supers parking spot. Yeah, the pit manager comes over and tells me to quiet down. Yeah, yeah he don't want—he don't want—he don't want any action on that table for that minute, you know, or for that you know shift. He was really just super lazy. But anyways, side bets um, on the blackjack game. I—I—I I, I don't really encourage hustling hustling them. Or, or selling them, but what I do very much encourage that if you've got players betting them mm-hmm. and you give them plenty of small chips as a payout. Example, if it's a 10 to 1 or a 15 to 1 payout, you always give them 10 or 5 aces with that. Number one, you got a shot of getting a tip, and number two, now you've, they've got plenty to keep betting them because we print money on them side bets also. God, that they did that to me at the Strat the other day. I, you know, because I was tipping them. I'd give you a stack of grinders. But she was giving me a st- stack I, every I time. Give... And, of course, I had extra after the tip, and so I threw it up there on the uh, on the, on the, on the light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why the hell not? Well, that's just, why you want her working yeah. for you. <laughs> Genius. She's probably a CEG dealer. No. <laughs> She was a no. She wasn't. She's was probably the first a one. CEG graduate. No, nah, she's fantastic. Fellow Victorian. They have great deals over there. Kumwade. Yeah, Kumwade. Yeah, <laughs> she's our VIP pack. She. Uh, they're making great money over there. So good. it's attracted a lot of good. They, I was actually talking to a guy. I think he came from the Mirage. He was a deal at the Mirage for ten years. Now he's dealing at the Strat. They go table for table. 
So it's you know they put the customer service on. Next thing you know, they're imagine that three hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, you, you got if if your if your customer service skills suck at the stray, you're not making any money. But if you can say hello and thank you and you know easy. All right, what else you got? Mike asks, uh, what can you do when a stickman purposely interferes with the dice throw? What can you do when the stickman yeah. interferes with a dice throw? Purposely. So they, fire him. Yeah, you can fire the stickman. So here's the thing with that. So there's there's so there's got to be some context. So if I'm a stick person and I have a person who's literally trying to not throw the dice to the back wall or throwing the dice short, I will actually interfere and pick up one of the dice and call no roll. Especially if I've been if I have a box person or a floor supervisor instructing me, listen, this guy needs to get him to the back, and he's been told a few times. I will literally, as a stick person, you you should interfere because now they're not adhering to the rules of the game. You know what I mean? They're trying to fabricate a role. They're trying to limit their... So I've, I've had a few people, different casinos, who they'll drop the dice and I'll grab them. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And a few, because I, I want to call no roll or grab one of them, I want to call no roll. Right, role, if it's a no even... roll situation, that's right. a different story. But yeah. it's like David said, it's got to be in context. But yeah. I mean, if there's a knucklehead stick man who just wants to yeah. mess up somebody's legitimate roll, yeah. dice roll, that's not okay. No, because you're not supposed to. You can't interfere with a normal roll of the dice. No, no, yeah. no. Because now you're you're doing exactly what the company doesn't want you to do. They definitely don't want that reputation. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, so I would uh, get a supervisor. If there's not a boxman, I, would, I wouldn't. If, I, if you're the shooter, I would wait until a supervisor gets on that game and make them aware that this uh, that the stick man's interfering the role. And if they're doing it purposely, then, um, yeah, that's a problem. we got to have a chat with him. Yeah, you got to have to have a chat. And, and any supervisor worth their salt would, would do that, would take them sure. off, would have somebody else come in and, and tap them out. All right, what else you got? Um, David says, what is your view on gambling coming to Texas? Uh, the state of Texas? I love it. Okay, so here's the chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Adelson is down there with lobbyists right now okay. trying to talk to uh, Governor Cotton and get it on. So I think it would be a home run. I think that, you know, with, with, with a lot of major businesses running the Texas right now. Why yep. not why not Las Vegas Sands? You know Literally. I mean I think that if they if they went and, and approved it and said maybe three licenses or four licenses and spread it around mm. that they would get some incredible incredible investment. Be. They would get minimum two, three mil, billion dollar investment. Oh easy. When we open when players of Lake Charles open, right on the border, Louisiana and Texas. Yeah. It would be they would have somebody calling. Well, there you go again, David. From you got the road, te- you got Texas money leaving the state. Yeah, leaving the state. Yeah, that could revenue and tax revenue leaving the state. They would call into the casino at players and tell us how many miles backed up it was. So we had an idea of sort of uh, how many you know how many people we had coming in and you know this kind of thing. I, I was always do they used so they ran out of uh, the tins would empty. They ran out of tins to replace them with. They started using garbage bags. I, I swear to God. They started dumping the money into garbage bags and marking the garbage bags on the floor. Swear to God, I couldn't believe it. These, these, these they had. What were they going to do? They had no tins. They had nowhere to put the money. That's how much money they were collecting. Who was in charge of ordering tins? I know tins. I know <laughs> who, ordered, who did order. Who's tins? a cage guy? So this is when when resorts. This is uh, this is resorts owned this. This was Merv Griffin. Merv okay. Griffin owned. He actually before he passed. I'm not sure when he passed away, but before he passed away, he actually came on tour. I actually saw him. I was only a floor supervisor, didn't get to say hello or anything, but I saw him over there. And um, 
I mean, the dealers out there were all hired locally. All your dealers were locals. You you, you couldn't hire from out of, even though you wanted Vegas dealers because these places were like minting money. Yeah. The action was ridiculous, right? So you wanted, I opened a pit at Bella Baton Rouge, a crass pit, all breaking dealers, $25 games. <laughs> all breaking dealers, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was tough. It was rough. It was a rough go. But uh, Louisiana, that was a requirement. 90% of your staff had to be Sure. It had to be locals. And well, then that's, you, that's the part of the deal when they. That's it. And they could do the same thing in Texas. Yeah. Is that, you know, we yeah. need. Yeah. But um, I, I did a guest lecture at uh, North Texas State the other day, uh, earlier in this in the semester. They have a hospitality program there. Okay. You know, but and yeah. their students are going to um, the Win, 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 uh, Winstar Casino in Oklahoma. Okay. That's yeah, Oklahoma got class three. Sure. They actually asked us to come out there and help them with craps and roulette. Biggest slot floor in America. Oh, I meant biggest slot floor in America. So we're rooting for Texas, by the way. And dun, 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 we're rooting. Dun, we're, we're trying dun, to get to dun, Dallas. Dun. That's one of the first uh, expansion locations for Casino Quest. That's uh, we'd love to go to Dallas. Got a it's lot a, of friends it's out an there. Awesome place. No, I, I love Austin. I've lived in Austin and San Antonio. I love. I love. I love Texas. Yeah. We support Texas getting gaming. Yeah, hundred percent. If they call any one of us, we're in. All right, what else you got? Another, another one from Eric Skinner. If Scott could make his casino, how would he set it up, and what restaurants would be his first choice? Ooh. What restaurants would be my first choice? They're all about food now. Wow. Well, <laughs> I would love to be able to get a Chick Fil A in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, how I would love it. I would love for to own a Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean. It, if you get a Chick-fil-A in there, you know, the yeah. only problem is that that off on Sundays deal. Yeah. We tried really hard when I was at Palace to get Chick-fil-A in there. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, but, but the, Dude, the lines are nonstop. We, we couldn't overcome the Sunday deal. Did you hear about this In-N-Out burger that opened up somewhere and they had this There's fist fights. 12-hour waits. There's... Who waits in line for 12 hours for a hamburger? It makes yeah. no sense. The, the cops were telling people at the end of the line, listen, they're not even going to be open when you show up at the line. Ridiculous. In and out. 12 hours people were waiting, dude. I think if anybody was, was looking to start up a casino, mm -hmm. and I really mean this, is that they should take a walk over to Ellis Island and oh. see what's going on Isn't with their food amazing? choices. They have the most amazing barbecue place. There's only two items on the on the menu. Yep. Chicken and ribs. And they knock it out of the park on both it, of them. It, you yep. want a full rack, a half a rack, a full chicken, or a half a chicken, or a combo. Yeah. Either way, that's it. Yeah. That's only menu yep. items. Same kind of thing like as, as yeah. in and out Then they have like the Village Pub that's their coffee shop. Yep. You got to have a rock star coffee shop. And I think that breakfast is a really big deal, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm a big value guy. Even today, I mean, I could pretty much go any place I want to go, yeah. but I'm always looking for the value. And what, again, what, what Ellis Island does, Denny's. and and what 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 Ellis. what a bunch of casinos downtown do too, mm -hmm. is they have their own brewery. Yep. So they're brewing their own oh, beer in house. Yep. So you can give an eighteen ounce mm -hmm. dynamite craft yep. beer for three bucks. Are you kidding me? And the You're yard, making, the front yard. Uh, what they're doing in the front yard? We went there the other day. It's amazing. So yeah. Ellis Ellis has been big with uh, local dealers for a long time. It was the spot. Always the spot. The barbecue thing, you used to have to wait. That was the first time I ever saw one of those light-up things where they give you, you have to take that and wait for that thing. Because you used to have to wait. There was always a line. I took my family there for our little Christmas. We're, we're yeah. taking off tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. I, I 
took eight people to the barbecue. So so back when COVID uh, first hit and, and everything was opening up, they were the only ones left with the low-limit game. People were lining up. You, I mean, people were lining up there they to still play deal, the they, games. They deal $5, three to two blackjack. I mean, it's it's sort of a, you know, I hate to say a hole in the wall, but it's it's like, you know, it's like that restaurant, that one. I always look for the Chinese restaurant that's in the neighborhood, a hole in the wall. That's the best food, you know what I mean, for me a lot of times. You never know. Ellis has like this whole atmosphere and this whole way of doing business. They kept everything cheap. Yeah. Even the pizza they used to, they have. Do they, they still have met, Metro? Metro's in there. Metro they, pizza, one of the best. Slices. Yep. They do slices. They do slices. And it's still relatively inexpensive. Yeah. They, there's no gouging. There's no. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It's a great question. My mm -hmm. my thing would be, is you have to have value. It, I think a staple thing is to have, uh, depending on who your who your crowd is. If you if you're looking to have a baccarat game, you have to have an Asian offering. You got to have good a good noodle bar or something like that where it's quick mm -hmm. and people can get in and out. And a steakhouse is a big deal in in most of these places. Mm -hmm. But again, what I'm thinking, if if it was Scottstown, if it was my place, Scottstown, Scottstown would be a value driven operation. So you'd move a Denny's in. First thing I would do is I wouldn't be paying. For, you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't be paying for parking. Yeah, no parking. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have Denny's, but you'd have a breakfast. <laughs> you would have a you would have a breakfast spot. That a breakfast all, spot. Denny's has two, four, six menu, dude. It's all you can eat: pancakes and, and that's breakfast. Scott, just, Anyways, just keep going. Never mind. Um, I think that what they do there at that Village Pub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I think what what Mr. Ellis has going on at at Ellis Island, mm. if anybody was looking even to go out of state and open up their own yep. relatively small operation. That's that's the model right yep. now, dude. We, if me and having Alex, your own brewery. Yep, me and Alex ever got a casino, we'd have it'd be all about all the action, getting a low limit tables. We would never have an empty game. To be we, no charging for parking, no charging, no resort fees, none of this nonsense. There's no dead games to because if it has no to be games. a dollar game, we're gonna get it started for that's a it. dollar. That's and it. And you're grandfathered in. Yeah, who cares? I had a three dollar crap table at, at Palace yep. Station. Love they thought I was crazy. Crap table. Yep. We, we increased the drop a million dollars in a year. It, it's amazing. You know, David came there, did the same thing. We had another casino manager before David over there, went to $5, ran off all this play. Guy, New guy comes in, David, goes, why not $3? If, you know, it brings money in the door. It is, it's like printing money. These, these people are leaving their money at the casino. No one's playing. No one's putting the game at risk. I had a $3 game from 3 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the yep. afternoon and it went packed. from a dead game to yep. being packed. Packed, yep. Absolutely, yeah. all the and, time. And, and who long. am I looking for? I'm looking to get the crap dealers that just got off work yep. to come take a shot on a three dollar game. And by the way, because there's of, no bird game anymore. We have right? a lot of players that walk around town. They wonder how are these all these games. And yes, yeah, so I can understand. You got Aria. You got that one player is going to come down, play the hundred dollar game for two minutes, make you know, and and, and you're going to drop more money from him. But these other casinos that are just holding out twenty five bucks, fifty bucks. I realize you can't have a lot of people at the table, but you know, for a minute, let someone come up and play five bucks or ten bucks. If you start getting some higher limit action, change the sign. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. But anyways, if you and else? Alex open up a place, I'll buy some stock. All right. Fantastic. For well, sure. we can't wait. I, I mean, that would be a dream come true. That's like the full circle I'll be a right there. Holy I, I want a couple crap. points in that operation. Yeah. All right. Good. Easy. No, that's easy, dude. Those are. <laughs> those are. Go ahead. What else you got? Fifty-one fifty says talk about twenty-five minimum tables. Uh, twenty-five minimum yeah, $25 tables. Twenty-five dollar minimum games. What I do you mean, want to know? they're good if you can have them. If they, if you can hold them. If yep. if you got the players to play on them. If you yeah. got the dealers that can deal them, they're great. Yeah, they're great. On a blackjack or craps? 
Some of these. They, they just said talk about twenty-five dollar minimum. So twenty-five dollar craps a, table is ridiculous. Yeah. In some of those places, right? I mean, you're I, looking I, at. I think that here's here was somewhat. If I had, okay, so the the greatest chance I had to really do what I wanted to do with a crap pit was at Aria, because mm. we had twelve tables. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I always had a hundred dollar game. I always had a twenty-five dollar game. Right. You know, and then we had a bunch of tens. You know, mm-hmm. but you gotta have that big game because you you gotta have when the big guy comes, mm-hmm. he's gotta have elbow room. Yeah. Even if that game stands dead yeah. half the night, if it's a hundred dollars or if it's a That's quarter true. game and it fires up, you're gonna make just as much yeah. as a as a, you know as those smaller games. I mean, pre-COVID, that's true. That was always true. A hundred dollar player. I mean, I remember there was a casino locally who we play at. They have a hundred dollar player who comes and they leave it dead. They may, they put it at a hundred bucks. Way before they know, even if he comes early, so no one can play that table. Yeah. They want to make sure that that table is literally just for him. Right. And if somebody comes, uh, somebody else. And comes if you up really want to be thing, smart, right? and and that's you make it reserved. Yeah. You just lock it up. Yeah. You, you put a stick up. man, and you, you you break up the crew. You put two people on the table. Just inside. And a stick man and one guy inside. Yep. yep. Right. And then when the guy shows, you make a phone call and and and, and you make you an adjustment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can still deal to that guy with two people. That's it. The yeah. guy can't play both sides no, of the table. Thankfully, right? yeah. Yeah. you know, and you just make it reserved for him because the worst thing you want to do is if uh-huh. somebody who really was looking to have a spot and wants to play by himself. Yep. Because then you got that knucklehead who wants to come in and bet on the other side and bet a hundred dollars on the don't. Now you got a problem. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Kelly Chris says there's several casinos all over the U.S. up for sale, but we see resourceful spending money. And other companies investing in casinos elsewhere. What are your thoughts on casinos post-COVID? Oh, uh, so here's the thing. Here's a, here's the one thing I I've heard a couple of things. Number one, everybody on the long game, casino gaming, everybody's in. The companies that with money with the pilot cash, now's the time to make some great deals, buy into some research, uh, you know, buy into uh, some great real estate. You know, if there's a casino company out there not doing so well, a good chance to you know for acquisitions because yeah know, it is what it is m um, baby but the long game is big resorts world still plugging up there they haven't delayed that at all they're because they got their foot on the gas they're too far in no they're and and they expect that covid the vaccine will be it's going to be incredible timing by the way yeah because most people will be through the vaccine and then all of this pent-up demand so what we've heard is a lot of casino operators that we know on the table game side and, and the slot side if you're a casino operator, that's kind of where your money's at right now. Your hotels, not so much. Restaurants, not so much. Shows out. How's those nightclubs doing? Nightclubs, stuck. How's the day club? Day clubs, not doing so well. You know, the pools, spas, all those things. So you got to run your revenue off the, the table game floor and the slot floor. You also need to understand that people's attitudes, you know, once COVID's, you know, once we have the vaccine, people still aren't going to want to sit next to that guy coughing. And you know what I'm saying? There's still going to be some trepidation. You're still going to limit the number of people per game just by default. You're not going to want to, you know, which sit there is great for in. for our dealers because they're going to have to open more tables. That's exactly right. So we're expecting there to be quite a lot of demand, and and I know the casino. There are a lot of casino operators making real and bet. Pen Gaming just acquired. You know, Pen Gaming's made the best. I mean, so with the long game, big, big pent a lot of pent up demand. When we reopened here in Vegas in June, there was just lines you go downtown you had to wait to get on a table there's a lot of pent-up demand uh clearly you know world's gotta like you know pull out the fire extinguisher you know what i mean yeah the regional places are going to do well right away right yep. i mean they just started 
passing out the vaccine today. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's all good stuff. And once once in Las Vegas, when, when folks get comfortable to fly, Las Vegas will be back again, yep. too. I think the regional places, though, the drive-up places, mm. I think by, you know, New Year's, they'll be they'll – be, They'll have yeah. they'll have success. We just saw today, like you know, Cosmo's getting five hundred bucks for New Year's Eve. Um, Ari is four hundred dollars rooms yeah. for New Year's Eve. There's still so people coming. It's, just no festivities. You got to kind of celebrate yeah, them with your no fireworks no out fireworks, there. No fireworks, nothing. All that was canned. Yeah, yeah. Tough social distancing with a million people on the street. Yeah, no, that's not. A, I I don't even like it when we didn't have COVID. You wouldn't see me, you know. But uh, yeah, good question. I mean, the long game big. Vegas always comes back. It yeah. always has. And dealers, probably a good time to become a dealer. At least it's a good time if you got some time on your hands, you got nothing else to do. What I tell my students is this is your time for your self-development. Yeah. This is the time to, to yeah. read that book you've been putting off. This is that time. And if you want to be, let's be honest, guys, if you want to be casino manager, this is what I tell my students at UNLV, you got to get your hands dirty. So you're not going to graduate from UNLV and be casino manager. You're going to graduate from UNLV maybe get a pit clerk job, maybe get a maybe get a dealing job. Mm -hmm. So I mean I'm I'm sending them down to see you. Yeah, we've had uh yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Thank you, sir. All right, what else you got? Roger said you guys may already explain this, but what are the classes in casino? Class one, class two, class three, et cetera? Mm. Well, class one it it, it you, let's talk about slot machines. So class one is like arcade games. Class two is like pull tabs in your video lottery mm -hmm. terminals. Mm -hmm. And uh, class three is your full-blown mm -hmm. um, Vegas-style mm -hmm. casino, your mm -hmm. jackpots, your random number generator games. Yeah, so in a, in a class two casino, you're technically playing against yourself. They're 50-50 games, and then the casino charges you a commission to play those games. So, like paramutual. Like a par yeah, so if you're playing a slot machine, you're expected to win almost half of the time, but while you're doing it, you get... So, for example, a Class 2 blackjack game, if you've played one, <clears throat> it's where you, you go up to a blackjack game, and you might, you're going to play against other players. The casino technically doesn't bank. They just move money around, and you pay a commission for each, each hand that you pay, maybe a dollar, whatever the case is, you know. But class three gaming, you're literally gambling against the casino. You don't have to. Um, it's yeah. wide open. It's wide open. Yeah, you can do. You can have. Uh, plus now, class two also, you won't see a roulette wheel. You won't see any of the gaming devices that have to be regulated. So you won't see dice, for example, if you're playing a class two craps game. There's no dice on the game. Class two uh, roulette game. There's no roulette wheel. This kind of thing. All right, what do you got? So a Texas fan asked. Oh. Well. Who do we speak to to make sure we're being rated correctly at a craps table? What questions should we ask? So the first thing you do is, is, is you walk up to the table and make sure you have a card. Mm -hmm. And then you want to make sure that when you buy in that the floor supervisor, and it's, it's really tough now, gang, because there's not, back in the day, there was one floorman for each crap table. Now you have one floorman and no box man, and that floor man's watching multiple tables. So you want to make sure that I, if it was me, I wouldn't buy in until the floor man was over by the table and I'd introduce myself to him. Hi, how you doing? My name's Scott. Here's my card. I want to play over here. Mm -hmm. And he watches me buy in. Okay? Yep. And then the first thing I want to ask him is, am I going to get rated on my odds? Pass line odds, come bet odds. Because when I'm playing, I'm playing a pass line with the most odds I can get on the pass line and I'm going to make two come bets and get the most odds I can get. Mm -hmm. And that... 
that takes my house advantage down to the bare minimal. Yep. So if I'm going to get credit for those odds, I'm going to be excited to play at that place. If he tells me no, you're just going to get odds. You're just going to get rated on your flat bet. You know, I'm here already. Yeah. Let's go. There's a lot of casinos that only rate on the flat bet. Uh, yeah. It really depends where you go. Depends yeah. on Especially where you go. nowadays, the rating systems are very competitive. That's why we were saying like slot machines. It's it's much more. It's this much in, this much coin in. You get this many points. Yeah. It's, it's. I've worked at places where we where we definitely did both. Did both. So, yeah. but you know, and then when when players find out that they don't get, what's my average bet? Twenty bucks. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, we don't rate you on your odds. So I've had some disputes about my average bet, and I've gone to my host, and my host has corrected it. Has yeah. actually been able to go and well. That's that's the big it. that's the big beef is the the host and the operator, mm-hmm. you know, because nine times out of ten, the player never thinks they got rated right. Right. Yeah. They never do. I yeah, mean, they always true. think they're they're <laughs> they more, more. Yeah. They're 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 worth yeah. more than they really are. Yeah. You know. And then when you have situations where, um, you know, like on double downs and things like that, that's you don't that's. If you got a ten dollar bet and you double down, you're still a ten dollar average. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just part of the game. That's it. You know, but yeah. you know, oh, I had all this money in action. You're a ten dollar player, man. You're a ten dollar yeah. average. Yeah. And it, but that's why it's tough on to generate Theo on on a table game. Now roulette, different story. Roulette, you're gonna get you're gonna get better Theo because the house advantage. But then again, are you looking to win money or are you looking to gain comps? You know? Yeah, there are systems, by the way, that play to each of those. If you're looking to win, create opportunity, that's one thing. If you're looking to grind and get comps, you know what? I, I used to always just play PyGal. I'd sit on a PyGal game Pi at the Gal, Mirage. But PyGal, they, they dial it down, too, yep. because of the, you know, the tie hands. That's and, right, because you tie a lot. Yeah, a lot of ties. Uh, so, but And again, the house advantage is, you know, they, 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 they definitely have a formula. There's a formula. It's, it's their average bet times the uh, uh, hours played. Hands per hour and the and the game factor the the um, the house advantage on the game five point two six versus you know one point two six and nowadays when they slide your card in a lot of times they can tell these uh, visual limits machine they can tell them exactly what you're playing and then it does it for them you know what I mean it yeah. tells them it, the comping status then is sort of set slot players generate much more Theo and generate much more comps than table games players. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, my, my brother's a, a host at, at uh, executive host with Caesars, and he's telling me now that his slot players are really keeping him afloat. Yeah, good. All right, what else you got? Anything else? All right, we're going we're gonna to call a 15 minutes, uh, and then uh, go ahead. Oh, I know. He announced that he wanted to sell the Venetian Palazzo, get out of Vegas. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, $6 billion. Well, I would say because of his incredible investments in Macau and his rock star operation in Singapore, you know, they've already sold Sands Bethlehem. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say without knowing their without knowing their stats, I would bet a lot of money that Las Vegas only generates twenty percent of their of their revenue. Oh yeah, compared with end. what's going on at Macau and what's going on in Singapore. By the way, that Singapore casino is fantastic. The way, in, in fact, just by accident, it came up on my Wikipedia, and uh, the way they built that and and how it sort of it's like its own island out there in the water and the way it looks. I mean, it's fantastic. If you guys get a chance, you should look that up. 
because the construction of that property was very, they, you know, lots of innovation went into that. It was like a first of its kind sort of, you know, development. Marina Bay Sands. Marina Bay, yeah. And it's so, unbelievable. So um, mm -hmm. I, if I was Mr. Adelson, because I think he's up to here with um, the governor here in Nevada. I think he's really disappointed in what's going on with the governor. Um, you know, he holds a lot of tickets, but the thing is, somebody, somebody like, uh, I don't know if MGM's balance sheet can handle it, but maybe that's where Penn Gaming comes in and, and makes their, their strip presence, you know? Somebody really? comes in like that, why not? Well, they have you Trop. <laughs> Trop has an but incredible... Put some on the map. Trop has an incredible location and a pedigree. The 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 the, the, the goodwill of the name brand and yep. the Trop and everything is well worldwide known. Yep. But the Trop property and the Venetian Palazzo yeah. property are apples and oranges. Yeah, two different things. And yeah. it's six thousand rooms. Yeah, it is six a lot of rooms. Six thousand rooms. I used to love 3, the Trop. Used to be one of my favorite favorite hotel and casinos. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Man, for investment, yep. wow! So I would tell you this: in my opinion, I think MGM is a better long-term play than a Caesars. Here's here's what I know about Caesars. To be honest with you, without any takeaway from all of you people at Caesars, over the years, Caesars' investment in their own properties has been sort of you know, you know, when they took over Harrah's and. And the way they took the money out of the Rio, it's or a didn't whole invest. different ball game now because they just got purchased by, by El Dorado, a regional player. Yeah, and so again, maybe some of know, that'll change. They've, they've got a whole new philosophy. They got a whole really? new yeah. What they what they really want to do now is, again, you know, I, and the only reason I can speak to this is because you know my brother's there, is that he was impressed by. Okay, so my brother works in Atlantic City, so you got Caesars in Atlantic City, mm -hmm. and the Caesars properties there. You got Caesars, you have Harris. They just sold Bally's, okay? They had the Wild Wild West there. So they had a couple of offerings there. Mm -hmm. um, so they're bringing people to Atlantic City. Before El Dorado, they were bringing people to Atlantic City with the end goal of them creating enough Theo that they earned a free trip to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And my brother's like, I'm working my tail off yeah. to get these folks down here, here City, and I don't want them, them to go to Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Spend that trip... And have a super duper trip, and we put you in for a, a rock star vacation mm -hmm. at, 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 a, at a Caesars or Harris property, you know? Yeah. So now the El Dorado philosophy is more regional. Okay. So I think they're going to, they, they know what works in their region, and that's what mm -hmm. they're getting down to. Mm -hmm. And then what they did was there's many of the Caesars properties had a William Hill mm -hmm. sports book. Mm hmm. They made William Hill an offer they couldn't refuse. Mm. We're buying the company. Well, we don't want to sell. Well, then you can get out of all our Caesars properties. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. How much do you want to pay? <laughs> okay, so yeah. they made him an offer they couldn't refuse. I mean, it's dirty pool. It's rough business, but business is. is business. Yep. But, you know, Caesars owns William Hill now. You know what a good stock play is for a casino? But Penn Gaming still has room to run. Penn Gaming is a regional player. A lot of regional synergy they're they're going into they're following the sportsbook money. If when COVID hit, the stock took a huge dump, and it's now recovered like uh, eighty dollars a share. I think is when I last looked, but I think it got down to like three dollars fifty cents, four dollars yeah. a share. 
I mean, it's tremendous uh, powerhouse. But me, I, I mean, my actually long play would be Pen Gaming. I think Pen Gaming has a lot of room to run. MGM will have to wait and see. MGM's sitting on a pile of cash. It's just now, okay, what are they going to do with that money? Um, you know. All right, what else you got? Uh, let's see. Eric's going to ask what's the best part to watch Super Bowl in Las Vegas. What's the best what? Place to watch the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. There's only one place. Uh, it's Aria. Really? Aria made a big investment when they first opened uh -huh. and bought all these beautiful couches. Oh, really? And they set it up and they do an unbelievable. On the sports book? In the no, sports they book? have to do it in the grand ballroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you get a ticket, because the you, sports if you book in Aria is small. If you get an invitation, you want to go. You want to first for a Super Bowl party? They just said, "What's the best place to watch?" Uh, if you get an invitation. And you can get an invitation if you get if you can somehow get into Aria's Super Bowl party. Yeah. That's number one party. Yeah. That ain't no popcorn party. Yeah, no. There ain't no popcorn. There ain't no hot dogs there. Okay. Yeah. There's prawns and there's the vodka coming down the ice sculpture that you yeah. just put your glass. On. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's oh, top fantastic. shelf. Yeah, top it's, shelf. It's off the map. All right. So what uh, what sports book would you uh, hang out in to watch Super Bowl? Oh man. I'll tell you what. I, we, we saw the we, World we, Series at uh, Circa. It's going to be hard for me to say anything's better than Circa because going down the That's, Circa yeah. was unbelievable. That was a great, great, yeah. great uh Whiskey, you know the Hilton. That super sports book used to be a great place. It's a cool spot. I mean, it's that it's, it used to be my number one spot. Yeah. But you know what's the problem with the number one spot? Uh -huh. They're so crowded, and you yeah. can't move, and it's hard to get a drink. And if you don't get there at seven o'clock in the morning, you don't have a seat. Uh -huh. What I like, make my reservation and pay up front, like they have at C's, at Circa. Oh yeah. You can get online and say that's the seat I want to sit wow. in. And really? Pay, oh yeah. Oh, that's bad. And those seats are comfy. Yeah, I know they but, had that. And, and 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 here's the best part. Yeah, is say it's forty bucks, and and they tell you tell them like how what hours that you want to be there. Yeah, and say if it's forty dollars, that forty dollars goes to your spend for for food oh, and beverage. That's even better. Yeah, but, and those but they, they just don't want they just don't want stiff sitting in there taking up no. spots and smoking cigarettes. No, I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and running the waitress. By the way, those screens were like crystal. So if, if you're crystal. coming to town and you don't have a, have an invite, I would say do your best to go to Circa. Number two would be to Westgate. Westgate, yeah, the Superbook there. A lot of room. All right, what else? Anything else? Because we're about to uh, – let's do one more. We, oh, we have a couple questions. Oh, really? Well, let's fire them off. Okay. Let's see. we got five Jared minutes. Jared says, have people been banned from a casinos by simply playing a crap system without cheating? Basically, they have a – A crap on. system? No, not a thing. No, that's I haven't a, seen anybody – no. Asked not to play craps. No, I, I have never. By the way, so uh, well, we won't get into that. But yeah, so Black if Jack you're winning, only. you're not going to get walked off for winning. It's not a thing. Uh, so you back in the day, the mob would be like, "Hey, you've had enough," and try. But with corporations, they don't care. They, they people have won millions of dollars on on table games uh, everywhere, and they just take their licks. That's what they're in the business for. You know, used to have Kerry Packer come in and walk with a ton of money. You know, yeah. I mean, they took his action and he would win, and that was a thing. All right, what else you got? And he says, which slot machines would you recommend playing? Oh, 
I like double diamonds, two coins in. Old school. I like old school. And I can read the flipping line. I don't have to track 100 lines. That's another thing. I love Wheel of Fortune machines. I love Monopoly. I love machines with lots of... You like the old school but brand? I, do, I like the old school. I like red, white, and blues. Three reels. What's more old school than that? I know. I mean, that's Blazing the classics. Sevens, Blazing Sevens. Blazing Sevens. Oh, where they had the... Everybody had their own multi, you know, their own uh, uh, top pay. Yeah, Blazing Sevens. I used to play those. I used to, Westwood Ho. I worked there at Chains, and I saw this lady hit three of those in a row. I think it's um, all depends on what you're into. If yep. you're a video poker guy, mm. I would say get on a Game King machine because you can change the different games that you want to play. To yeah, we got a Game wild. King coming here. You got a bunch of machines. We got coming, we got man. we got a lot of machines, but we have Game King coming. We're going to be can't playing even them. Talk about that yet? Can we, we can't. Well, we sort of can. Is it still? Is the deal signed? It, it's all signed. Okay. We're going to six thousand square feet. We have uh, twenty one hundred slot machines uh, coming in from a different. Uh, well, maybe not twenty one hundred, but anyways, a ton of slot. And machines. to think, I only knew Alex when he was just a pup. I know. You know. We've come a long way. Come a Three long years way. ago, thousand square feet. Now look at us, YouTube. Uh, do we have number like one gaming school people? in the country, gang? How many people do we have? Like 10, 20 people? How many people do we have? As students or, or no, no. How many people on streaming? The staff. Oh, oh, streaming? Yeah. We were at one sixty nine at one point. Ah, oh, that's a good number. Right Perfect. All right. Well, we're awesome. still all right. We're almost gone because we got we got lunch and eat. And he's got a plane to catch, by the way. How about we, we do five more questions? Okay. Five more. Oh. Let's do five more. Five more. Like go. Four more. All right. Go. Okay. Fire away. Wants to see Scott play the thirty-year-old challenge. That's all he said. Oh, the thirty-year-old challenge, craps challenge. You won't be back for a couple weeks. I can't weeks, get though. an invitation. Are you kidding me? You I have can't an get an invitation anytime. You know how hard it is to get on that. Uh, you know how hard it is. There's the a way, wait list to there get is, on that. There has been though. We've actually had. Uh, we have people coming down. Not every day, but most of the days. I we promise have you, I'll, I'll come down. When you come down, when we I get book back. It. We'll, we'll do it before oh, the semester I, I can't starts. wait to see you. Uh, I might have you just deal it yourself. We'll just turn a camera around. You can deal your own action. <laughs> you let me deal my yeah. own? <laughs> you deal your own action. Yeah. All right. What else Eric you got? Says, um, what casino do you think has the best comp system these days on table games? Oh, man. Comps on table games is tough everywhere. Yeah. It's tough everywhere. My thing is be the big fish in the small pond. You know, wherever you're going to go, go mm-hmm. don't go to the big bad place. Go to the little place and make yourself known and, mm-hmm. and stay loyal to that place. Because if you're – say yep. you know, everybody, you know, everybody has a bankroll. Yep. But if you want to play at Palace one day and then you want to go to Gold Coast the next day and then you want to go down on the Strip, you're all diluted and you're going to get yeah. nothing from yep. three places. That's but a if really did, good point. If you did, stay at the same. Stay at the same Find place. Find a place that has the games you like. Find it where you, go, where you like, mm-hmm. but make sure they're playing the games you like mm-hmm. and the rules are, are fair. Yeah. So we we have so I will I will add to that that one of the one of the local places that has tried to become real competitive with like comping tables is Westgate recently believe it or not yeah uh, apart from I that, get mail from them we've had a relationship with the Strat I was just given a so they sent me the other day like a free Uber or a free Lyft to go to the casino that's kind of interesting it's like a limo like they're like, sending hey, you a limo they're literally sending me a limo so that where's, was a first where's, time where's Eric from Eric, Eric. I think he's from Hawaii yeah Eric's kids from Hawaii. Really? Yeah, he's. Oh, he can meet you there, dude. He can like meet you as he. Tell him we can have lunch. He's. he's what a, he's island a, is he? He's on? a fantastic fan. He's come out here quite a bit. I know. I'm pretty sure it's Hawaii. He loves dice. A lot of dice. Yeah. These are from a lot of dice. Uh, a lot of crafts people built up yeah. quite the cottage. I'll be on the Big Island for 21 days. Yeah, for a while. You're not coming back for a while. Yeah. All right. What else? You we got? could have lunch if Eric's yeah. on the Big Last Island. Last question. Lorenzo asks, "What are the first steps to moving into casino management positions?" Oh, good one. 
The first step is do a great job mm-hmm. when you hit the door. Is do a really good job. Get your hands dirty. Be on time. Yep. Show up early. Be on time. Yep. Have a great attitude mm-hmm. and let them know that you're looking to move up. That's it. By because the, way, the boss doesn't have a crystal ball. That's it. You know, the boss does not know what your dream is. Mm-hmm. And if you make it clear and if you – if trust me, if you come in and you're on time and you light up that place with your big smile and you give great service to the tough players, everybody mm-hmm. can give great service to the easy players. That's it. But if you can yep. give great service to the tough players, that's going to catch everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. And then the boss is going to come up and tell you, nice job. Mm-hmm. And then what you want to do is say, can I get an appointment? Can I get an appointment? He's going to say, you don't need an appointment. You talk to me right now. I'm interested in moving up. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I'm receptive to training. I'd like to get training because, gang, when you can get training in some of these casinos, that's mm-hmm. the greatest education you're going to get. And I try to what I try to do is some of the best training modules that I've gotten mm-hmm. from stations and MGM. Mm-hmm. I transcend that training into my lessons at UNLV mm-hmm. in a lot of in a lot of theory. By the way, station is a great example. So let's say, so the first step really is you got to be a dealer. This is one of those businesses where you really have to have some skin in the game. You have to know what a dealer goes through, how how cash moves around the table, how the cards move around, how the, you know, all the things that are a consideration as, because when you move up and you become a pit boss or a shift manager, you have to know what considerations are in play, you know, from the dealers. I mean, there's, it's one of those things where you can't start in management. You can't just go let's say to UNLV, graduate UNLV's uh, school, and then boom, you're a pit manager. You can't be a pit manager without, if a dice pit, without knowing how to mic the dice, for example, or how the dice are how signed off on the table. How to settle a beef. How to settle a beef. And how what are you the gonna beef, settle the beef? Yeah, if you don't know what the odds are, what the beef. A lot of times, so we tell people, by the way, we have a whole, me and Alex have this whole thing about this, uh, about you know, sort of advancing in the, in the casino business. It's on the CG school. It's, I don't know, it's one of the videos we have. But um, there's, you, there's there's a different types of management, right? So like you could be a manager downtown pretty quickly. People have offered jobs very very fast. In fact, like uh, lower end casinos, six months in, uh, you might be dual rate or floor supervisor because they're really desperate to move people into those categories. Now, if you go to a station casinos, they 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 put you on a path. They might make you once you become a dealer, you might be a trainer. You might be like in a dealer ambassador type of thing. They actually have an upgraded type of dealer where you help train other dealers that are coming mm-hmm. in. So you, it, it reinforces coach. a job coach, right? And then they give you a dual rate. Then a few days a week, you start coming in as a supervisor. They assign you to you know one of the other supervisors who kind of watches over you, make sure you learn how to do the paperwork and the fills and credits. Trust me, they want to see you move up. Yep. They want to see you move up. If I've got, if I'm running the joint, I've got a, a group of dealers that all they want to do is come in and deal. That's cool. Because I need dealers, mm-hmm. but I also need supervisors. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better than having your own homegrown supervisor, someone who come from mm-hmm. a reputable dealing school, and now they're they're dealing in my place. They know my policy, mm-hmm. our policies and procedures. They know the expectations mm-hmm. of management, mm-hmm. and now they want to be part of that team. No problem. You, 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 it's yeah. very. It's going to be a very receptive thing. Number one, they don't want you to leave. They don't want you to leave. That's right. So if they don't promote you or give you an opportunity, you're going to go someplace where they will, right? Right. So if, you're, if you've got a, an operation, my thing was always extend the bench. Mm-hmm. I want to constantly be extending the bench. And my number two guy, I would tell him, I would say it every day, in case I get hit by a bus tomorrow, mm-hmm. I need you to know exactly what I'm trying to do here. 
Yep. You know, there's no secrets. Mm-hmm. A, a really good boss is going to want to extend the bench and have a succession plan because yep. the next big place that opens, everybody's a lot of people are going to take off. And you need to backfill these spots That's right away. That's how I ended up working 13 casinos in my career. You know, I always went for the envelope. Back in the day, it was the bigger envelope across the street. I had no loyalty. There yeah. was there was no path. But And Station, that, that's true. We talk about Station a lot. They've, they've been a very good partner with us. They've done, done a lot of job fairs here. Station Casinos, they have what's called a celebration. So when you get hired by them, you go through this sort of, they introduce you to you know the work environment. And one of the things that they do, which is, I wouldn't say unique, some other properties do it, but they show you a story of someone who started at, you know, uh, at maybe in sanitation on the back of the house, ended up becoming a dealer. Next thing you know, they're a shift boss and a casino manager, a director. I mean, they have quite a few people at the highest levels of, of station that, that started in the bingo hall doing yeah. whatever. And, 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 have... and what's, what's great about that company also is mm-hmm. there's multiple properties. Right. It's so hard. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't want to call out the Cosmo because mm-hmm. they do a tremendous job. Mm. But how are you going to be casino manager at the Cosmo? Yeah, there's only, there's one. only one Cosmo. Yeah, there's only one guy. You know, and until Brian retires, yep. he's going to be the boss. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? And there's a lot and of... he's still a relatively of, young guy. No, there's, and, and there's also a lot of lateral types of things. Like if you work for a place like MGM, for example, or MGM Properties or Station Casinos, and let's say you start out as a dealer, but now you get an accounting degree, well, now maybe you can work as an accountant. We, I have someone, a girl that I know, yeah. who she started out as a dealer, and now she is a... Uh, uh, she works in, oh my God, auditing. She's an auditor and she's doing great. She loves it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's compliance. There's uh, surveillance. Uh, surveillance. You know, there's, there's, a whole bunch, there's, a whole, yeah. there's a whole bunch of things. You mm. know, you got your compliance because Title 31 is a really big deal. Yep. Your, 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 you know, your, mm. your AML pro- program has yeah. to be tight. Yep. So there's always opportunities. I mean, yeah. you know, but getting just my big thing is, the boss doesn't have a crystal ball. Let them know that you're interested. Yeah, let's say you got you got to say something because otherwise you're just any other dealer on the floor, and it's not like kissing ass or anything like that. You can just pull them aside, pull your shift boss. You side, just hey, let them know, like I'm interested in being a supervisor, right? Because he doesn't want you to go down the street and be a supervisor. That's it. And you you do what we always recommend is that you put some time in. If if you if you stop your dealing clock after six months, let's say, and you end up as a floor supervisor, you've only ever been a six-month dealer, and now you're you're kind of stuck. You get to the strip; they want to see that you. They want to see some real dealing experience in order for to be considered for those sort of higher-end supervisor. They want to know you've dealt with every situation at every range of the game, and you can't get there in six months. They used to say on dice, for example, it used to be. You were a breaking dealer for the first like two years or so. Then at two years, you could move up and get a little better downtown, maybe early strip. But you needed five years to kind of really know the game. I didn't go. I, I went the full a year. It took me mm-hmm. a year before I could go home and say, I don't think I made a mistake tonight. Yep. They never had to stop the game because somebody had a problem or yeah. there was no beef on my end. Yep. A year. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of shifts. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes in the craft table. Even now, it's a I lot make of mistakes roles. all the time. Yeah. It's not, it's not a <coughs> But so, I mean, that's, that's, that's the path. I mean, that's a path, you know. Well, so what else you got over yeah. there? Give me you one got anything more. Else? One more. Big one. Uh, someone really wants you to explain the ratings on Baccarat. Oh, uh, that's, you're going to have to Ratings on Baccarat? Because yeah. I sleep through those. It's really easy. It's, you know, average bet, your average bet times the hands per hour they, they figure 80 hands on baccarat wow really yeah good lord i don't know i don't think about baccarat one that's like 1.2 hands a minute 
Oh yeah, well no, right? no eighty hands. No, that's about okay. right. No, they right. do over a hundred. Blackjack does. Yeah, they do rate better. Them they on do four hundred on blackjack. Yeah, no, they have a yeah. Okay. Big. Yeah. So it's it's your average bet times the hands per hour would say eighty times uh, the back to the blackjack factor, the baccarat factor, one point two six, and that's going to give you that number is what we're you're what we think you're going to lose. Wow. And then we take that number. That's your theoretical loss. Oh, okay. <clears throat> then we take that number and we can comp easily ten percent. That's your Theo. Yeah. We can give you ten, twenty percent of your Theo. Mm. Okay. Wow. Now, if you do that same formula yeah. and you plug in five point two six instead of one point two six, you're going to get a much more larger mm. theoretical loss, mm. and then I can give you more. Right. I can send just a Learjet. So basically, lose all jet. your money on roulette. Don't yeah. worry about box. Yeah. yeah, we used to tell roulette players just mail us the check and save the gas money. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't win on roulette to save my life. They they worked it's out mathematically impossible. I mean, but they Alex went and played this one system eleven times in a row and won ten. Awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, anyways. Baccarat, I can't get my head around the box. There's not too many holes in these games. What do you think about... Yeah, no, it's just not. They keep these nice, pristine. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they can afford new layout every couple months. What what do you think about noodles at the table? Like, a lot of casinos now, they they bring the noodles right up. They feed you right there. The food, right at the game. If I could hook players up to a cathera, I would. And and diapers. And diapers, so they wouldn't have to go to the... That's true. Yeah, you don't want them to leave the table. No, you don't want them. I mean, if they go to pee, they may be distracted by something else. Yeah, they might meet their girlfriend and go upstairs. I mean, it's like, come on, forget about it. No, diapers and a cathera are fantastic. That's all. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I've had I've had guys at the dice game I have, cut diapers. I, in, well, here's the best part because we change the cards in Baccarat all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't care what you do to the cards. You're ripping them in half. You know. I mean, uh-huh. they're, they're they're squeezing the cards. Yeah. Well, I don't care if you have noodles or, or a sandwich yeah. or something. Yeah. I I brought the food to the table because I didn't want them to. Yeah. I, I had a menu at Palace. Yeah, Palace. At Palace, I put a yeah. little menu. That they you could get like with with little like yeah. finger sandwich this that whatever you want. Oh really? Yeah. How long ago was that? I was there playing. Two thousand sixteen. I left. Oh, so <clears throat> I, I was there when they were rolling up these these big things that they put to kind of be as a way station for the food for the very first time. I happened to be playing Kino there, and I saw them bringing out all these things that they were going to start using to serve serve food. Yeah, and people we like, serve no food way. In, in Saipan too. Really? But that's yeah. sort of new to Vegas. I mean, well, the last like five years or so. You know what I mean? But that's you, fantastic. You should see what goes on in these VIP rooms, man. Oh, well, that I'm sure. Pretty much everything, There's, dude. I've heard stories, dude. I can tell you stories. Uh, okay. One of these days, uh, you're going to have to do that. The, 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 the food in the VIP rooms. Oh, and, I'm sure and it's when, fantastic. When the salon stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want the players to leave. Yeah. Why would you want them to sit down for a foo-foo two-and-a-half-hour dinner no, when you can bring them shrimp cocktail? Right, yeah, right there. Right there to really? the table. Oh, oh yeah. Make Come a lot on. Of money. I've, I've never really been in a VIP room. I've been, on a, I've been a dealer on a VIP boat, charity boat, and I got to eat with, with everyone. Because I mean, the dealers—we all got to eat with the, the actual people on the. Uh, That's crew. cool. I was, I mean, it was lobster and shrimp. It was fantastic. Nice. All right, what else? Anything else? I think we're, we're out. Do you want one last question? One last yeah, question. Yeah, sure. Why then not? I got to right. get on the plane. Yeah. Films ask, are big casino robberies a real thing, like in the movies? Big casino robberies? Yeah. All right, I got it. Are ready? Here you go. What do you think? Well, we should know, we share? Yeah. Well, there's, I, I've worked. I know of. Casino robberies, yes, uh-huh. they happen. Now, yep. Ocean's Eleven, 
That no. kind of nonsense? No, that's that's not happening. But robbing the cage yeah. or coming up to the crap table yeah. and saying, "Give me all the chips." Yeah. That happened at the Bellagio. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the motorcycle bandit. Yeah. Okay. So, so one <laughs> one guy took one guy got away for years by the way with one of the uh the Brinks trucks. So they picked up at a casino and then he robbed it uh and then he went to his airport and flew away. And amazingly, the guy flew back and let himself be arrested because he missed his family. Remember that one? Remember that story? Or the guy from the Luxor who, so the guy at the Luxor once, the Luxor opens, and a guy goes in there and he robs one of the, um, this is back when they were still using silver and doing hopper fills. Yeah. He grabs a bag of silver, and he's a bigger guy. And you know, a bag of silver, that's a thousand, it's heavy as hell. And of course, apparently has a heart attack as he's you know running off. But yeah, oh what a shame! I mean, what <laughs> the karma on that karma, poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's there's there was a there was a team that was robbing cages for a while. Oh yeah, coming out of California, mm-hmm. and um, the motorcycle bandit one case was the yeah. most famous one. Mm-hmm. But what this knucklehead did was he took the twenty five thousand dollar chips. Yeah. So it's like it's just so easy. Like, any casino worth their salt, and I think every one of them probably has yep. a backup set mm-hmm. of the bigger chips. Yeah. So if you know you've been you've been robbed, yep. you can instantly take those off the floor, put the backup set on, and yep. then when the new when when the big chips come back in, the old ones, where'd you get them from? And if we don't know who you are, yeah, you're we're wrong. not cashing you out. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Plus so, they track them now. They have the RFIDs. Yeah, there's, they know who you are. There's a lot there's a lot easier ways to yep. to make money than rob casinos. So in- interestingly, a lot of these stories don't make the news. There are two things that don't make the news. Jumpers and robberies here in Vegas typically cuz you know, they really Vegas doesn't want you to really know that, you know, a lot of this stuff cuz there's a lot more people that that I don't know, should we say this uh there, there are things that go on in Vegas, I guess, that, no that just yeah, it's quite stunning. I've never heard. I mean, it. what's interesting is they kind of like went. Full, they they said screw it during COVID. They they started reporting on there were there were a few incidents out here. It was here. crazy here. It was crazy. But by the way, we everybody was asking, hey, is it safe to come to Vegas? Are we going to get yeah. robbed? Or it was it was a gangbanger. When's the last time you heard that? It was yeah no it was because the the, the strip is really safe for the most part. It's oh Metro does a fantastic job of like you know I mean you know we can't have that kind of behavior it was mostly like like gangs getting into beefs with each other and having issues it it was unrelated to mostly anyone else unless you happen to be in the middle of it but like all the shootings that happened all the shootings the shootings that happened the few that there were and some of the stabbing there was more than one there was more than one it was only related to like these people were in it you know with each other you know what i mean it wasn't like some random tourist got shot on the strip or you know this kind of thing but it, it's safe here, man. I mean, you you don't see that kind of stuff. But but I would like to see uh, metal detectors. No, uh, metal detectors would be good, dude. I would really like to see. No, that. In Macau, we had them. Yeah. Every place you walk in Macau, you go through a metal metal so detector. So you know the safe. What's the, what do you think is the safest casino in Vegas right now? A safest, it's, hands down. Whoever whoever's the win. Well, the, got to be the safest place. The, the win had a problem. Yeah. And then they stepped it up big time. Yep. You know, and they because they didn't want they didn't want to tolerate the problem anymore. Yep. I know that when I first walked in on opening night at the Phoenician, yeah. that I, I got a chance to shake Sheldon's hand, uh-huh. and he had literally machine oh, gun Shel- armed guards. Venetian too, yeah, yeah. Venetian's got uh, the facial recognition. No. Yeah, there, there ain't no terrorist walking in the Venetian. So all right, so not to give away Sheldon's thing, <clears> but when I same time I worked at Mercedes Benz, Sheldon was buying this Maybach. And let me tell you, so normally you can pull up whoever's buying any car. You can kind of pull it up on the computer and see how much it is. 
This car was the one car ever. market price. <laughs> It's like buy a lobster in a hotel in a yeah. market price. Yeah, just nothing. <laughs> you couldn't pull it up. So what I heard was he paid eight hundred thousand dollars for this Maybach car. This is what I heard. Rumor, second, third hand, maybe. No, kind of second hand because I worked there. And he had this thing had like you could you could put a, a mine under it and blow it up and and it wouldn't the car would be intact. You might not be able to drive the car, but it would still be intact. So like, but it was the one car ever. That I could, because I could pull up SLRs. Fertitas came in and bought two SLRs back back then, and you could still, I could punch those up and see the ridiculously expensive five hundred thousand dollar cars. But this one Maybach that Sheldon bought, you could not click on it. Nothing. You could, all you could do is see it, but nothing else. It was so, it was so weird. But anyways, yes, we're done. All right, we got to wrap this up. Go to bed. He's got to catch a plane off to Hawaii, sir. It's always a pleasure. I can't tell you how. I just love the fact that. Um, you're here, and you know we well, you know you. Just give me a call. I'm always here. And we have UNLV. I mean, you have this has literally been a you know one of the greatest. I, I never thought in a million years I would end up on this side. I'll be honest with you. I I thought I would be a struggling dealer or have issues most, and here I am. You know, and it's just fantastic. You know, I'm really proud of you guys and what you got going on. It's uh, yep. You're doing you're doing a great great job, putting a lot of people to work. Doing it the right way too, because I mean, as an operator, yep, and and now being an educator, I really appreciate the product that's coming out of CEG and what you guys got going on yep. with uh, Casino Quest and what you, your relationship and with uh, Mr. Looney and what's going to be happening with that is just going to be off the charts. No, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And, Proud of you guys, and the casinos love it. You know, they're in. They don't mind having educated players. They don't mind you stopping by, learning how to play. They want you to know. They really appreciate getting breaking you know? dealers that that, yeah. that can handle the. Oh, handle they it. love that. They love that. That's true. They're coming here. This is why we have job fairs with the all. I mean, we have a circle. I mean, this is why this this place is evolved. We might have another school here soon. Quite quite a bit. And thanks to a lot of you guys, a lot of you fans. Thanks for plugging in so much. And I look forward to uh, next week. So next week, Wednesday. 6.30 Pacific, we're going to have all our staff. So we're going to have, uh, we're even going to try to keep Becky here late. And so everybody can ask, because Becky broke in at the Lady Luck in like 1972, dude. She's been around a long time. But Lady Luck's not even a thing. It's a downtown grant took over that space. Remember the Lady Luck dollar everything? You could, they had the first food court. I was in the Luck. Oh, you were? I made it there. Oh. Uh, I, 